Blog Talk Radio. Another edition of TCK Live. I am Eric Ajewski, founder and owner of Tradcat Night. That's right. Visit tradcatnight.blogspot.com daily. We're a highly unique website which covers all of the day's latest church apostasy and end time news. The Tradcat Night is featured all over the alternative media circuit. And I'm doing my best to keep you up to date on all of the latest happenings from around the world as we head closer to the fruition of the third secret of Fatima. My good friends, please subscribe to Tradcat Night right now on YouTube. And in the event that my YouTube goes down, I encourage you all to get to Tradcat Night's podcast on the plethora of platforms that I am found on, whether it's Veterans Today, Minds.com, PewTube, BitChute, Steam It, DTube. We're now on iTunes and Google Play as well as Player.fm, SoundCloud.com, and of course the sister site TradcatNight.org. Now, folks, uh, for this upcoming episode and for this weekend, for that matter, we have an open lines weekend the whole weekend. So 7 to 10 p.m. tonight, uh, Eastern time, as well as tomorrow, you can chime in anytime and ask a question or break down what you are seeing uh, as it relates to what's going on in the Nova Sordo and things are getting quite frightening in the Nova Sordo folks. This this past week, we've got Francis just the other day, Francis uh, saying the Holy Spirit is a disaster. We've got the Vatican inviting Katy Perry to talk about transcendental meditation, new age garble. We've got Cardinal Kessel pleading individuals to accept homosexuality. We got Francis trying to put out his propaganda, his pacifism and uh, the attempt of banning all Weapons, of course, the church traditionally stands behind just defense, just war. This is not what the Novus Ordo Conciliar Church uh, follows. So we've got a lot to talk about uh, tonight, folks. Uh, I apologize. Last week I was getting into the topic of why you must avoid Novus Ordo churches, specifically uh, where material heresy is. You cannot be. And I only got about five minutes into that talk, so I kind of want to pick up uh, where I left off, if you will. Uh, and talk a little bit more why you must, as a Catholic, avoid any church teaching heresy. And after going through my particular article on the matter, I'll then go into Father Michael Fuller's article, uh, blog, if you will, talking about uh, the same very thing. 
and he spoke about this in 1874. Um, so let's, and again, the number is for those of you uh, who are not in front of the computer or who cannot see the number, the number is 917-932-8689. If you've got a question, comment, you'd like to tell me what's going on in your diocese, things you're seeing uh, with Francis, uh, I will uh, get to your uh, call as soon as I can. So let me pick up where I left off uh, last week. And again, Archbishop of Heaven, Father Hess, made this very clear uh, from the get-go. The material heretic is poison to your faith, regardless as to what degree of ignorance that he might be found in. Again, I try to do my best to speak in layman's terms for those who are confused as to where they ought go to Mass or not. And again, as I mentioned last week, we have to have the proper understanding uh, as it relates to material heretic. We have to understand that there's a tr- traditional concept to that term and then a more modern use of the term, which Saul's and Cisco and some others are floating around out there, which is an error. Father Kramer will cover this in his book uh, extensively. But the bottom line is quite clear from Catholic teaching that we know we have to avoid the obstinate heretic, right, Uh, from Scripture. But what about the heretic who believes what he is following to be Catholic, yet is truly not? Meaning they have no ill will towards uh, past Catholic teaching, if you were, what is Catholic teaching. They just think what, what they are following is Catholic, when in reality it's not. That perfectly describes our situation with the conciliar church. So you see the false traditionalists, the 1 Peter 5, the remnant in the USSPX, CFN, Fatima Center of Canada, as I mentioned last week, getting this specific area uh, wrong time and time again. Heresy in general is poison. It's an offensive to God. Obstinate heretics who willfully teach against what the church has already taught and fallibly not only commit mortal sin, but they sever themselves from the Catholic body of Christ. But what about the material heretic who in blindness, if you will, teach something to be Catholic when it is not to due to some level of ignorance and again I have Father Kramer coming on later in the month we'll handle this more extensively using quotes that he uses uh, in his book but the bottom line is first we have to consider how the material heretic is still poisonous even though he might not be severed right from the mystical body of Christ interiorly due to his invincible ignorance this does not mean that a Catholic in full knowledge of the in-question heresy and or heresies, this doesn't mean that we can commune with these individuals. We should, should be rubbing shoulders with them. They are poison to your faith. And the problem is, is people don't take the faith seriously anymore. They don't take doctrine seriously anymore. It's not prudent to be around these folks a lot, as church teaching indicates. Now, the material heretic is still in error and still leading others astray by his heresy, objectively speaking. As I mentioned, he should be avoided. The less you rub shoulders with him, the better. Lest we become victim of his false teaching as well and believe that, hey, well, this guy's not so bad, right? The sin of human respect. So I've had some false traditionals come back and argue that's just too extreme. We can make an impact by constant dialogue with these types. Well, eh, not so much. Take a look at the new SSPX who's been rubbing shoulders with material heretics for decades now. They now see Cardinal Burke and some other quote-unquote conservative cardinals as not that bad anymore. They've been swimming inside this false trad shark tank, and now they have loosened their position. 
This is a fact and not open for debate anymore. They now see Vatican II as a legit Catholic council. One priest in the society, even a few years back, accused more resistant types, if you will, of being too principally orientated. God forbid we should be principally orientated. And again, this goes towards the liberal leaning and the compromising of the society. And again, as I argued last week, does a man who goes into the porn shop for even five minutes think he'll come out pure? No, the same applies to the conciliar church then. They have impure doctrines that are going to rub off on you over time. And to say otherwise is highly delusional and highly imprudent. Yes, a lot of these people, they smile and and then they're nice, but so are denominational Protestants. Avoiding material heretics, you say? The Arian crisis and other situations show us that it is prudent to avoid not only formerly heretical churches, but churches which are impious and or compromising. The early church fathers, like St. Basil, lamented over seeing so many faithful avoiding such churches, and yet these particular people were not uh, labeled as heretics or an error by the church formally. We have to understand that. The same applies to churches then teaching material heresies. The fundamental question must be asked, do Novus Ordo churches who have a new man-centered faith, a new liturgy, a new everything, a new evangelization, new Bibles, new catechism, new doctrines, heck, they even call it the new Church of the Advent. John Paul II said that. The answer is no. These churches do not please God. Just because a mass is valid, folks, is not a valid argument to be communing with the porn shops of our times. With illicit doctrines Clearly fell, uh, fell asleep During some of Archbishop Lefebvre's teachings Because he clearly taught that to Re-enter an unconverted Rome Would be catastrophic To the faith of those trying to be reintegrated Back into these mainstream churches Superiors make the inferiors Not the other way around And of course this is one of Fillet's failures That he sees it differently And the false tragedists in general See it differently False trads are in abundance these days, and quite honestly, I've been doing this for many years now, you, you can't speak much sense to them. They see Cardinal Burke like we in the true resistance or in the true counter-revolution see Archbishop Lefebvre. Yet Lefebvre said the Burke types were poisonous and to be avoided. Call to mind what Cardinal Odie said about Vatican II. Vatican II was the revolution in the church predicted by the third secret of Fatima. This calls into mind 2 Thessalonians 2, 3, let no man deceive you, for unless there should come a revolt first, Vatican II, and the man of sin be revealed. And guess who's lying in the waiting? Antichrist Betrayal, who will arrive onto the scene after the economic collapse. Everything's being staged for his arrival. Now, folks, it is material heresy in the very least. Keep in mind, this argument stems from the reality that we are dealing with material heresy in the very least, or in general terms, since the Second Vatican Council, we are being pitched an entirely new man-centered religion, which is given the label Catholic, yet, in fact, is representative of the Novus Ordo, or the cult of man, as Pope Paul VI called it in 1965. You cannot be in buildings where these illicit teachings are on the basis of compromise or impiety alone, let alone heresy. Now, to add this, some prelates are just outright formal heretics, as you know, and just open apostates. 
This is where you have to know your faith. Don't think your local Novus Ordo bishop is going to give you the Catholic faith because he is just as clueless as the layman in the conciliar church. Father has called them useful idiots who didn't even know Latin. They didn't even know the documents they were signing, the quote-unquote great church fathers of Vatican II. They were clueless, and he knew, goodness, he knew more than 50 cardinals at that point. The most personal secretary to Cardinal Stickler, who even admitted the new mass, was Protestant, by the way. Do not think that I must simply follow everyone else without putting the time into know, knowing the difference between the two religions which are at war. It is why the heretics of our times call us fundamentalist Pharisees and folk who are too rigid, just clinging to dogma, you dogmatists. Take a look at the case of anti-Pope Francis and how the trend is seen that he is a formal heretic. And folks, Francis is not done yet, and he's not even the false prophet. People get this wrong. It's coming after Francis is going to be far worse, obviously. Most are not aware. Some don't care, but still beware, right? The bottom line is that the material heretic must be avoided for the sake of your own faith. It can become difficult when judging whether someone is truly ignorant or just being truly obstinate. Obstinacy today hides behind the false obedience routine of these conciliaries. They will say, my, my bishop said so, and my bishop represents the church, and therefore uh, I cannot err on the matter. Hogwash. This is not Catholic teaching. The esteemed theologians all have taught that clergymen can wither away into heresy, Pope included. What are they, folks? Some type of robots that can only spew out tradition? Seriously, that's how obscene some of these arguments are from the conciliar church. Again, reference the Arian crisis, right? I find in general that the conciliarists are just as ignorant of church history as denominational Protestants are these days. They truly imply that the church started with Vatican II. Where does one draw the line with those following Vatican II? I'm sure you have a lot of family members and friends following Vatican II. Do you just simply cut them off? How much time should I spend with them, et cetera, et cetera? These are all valid questions to ask, which is why I say get with a true traditional Catholic priest to discuss. I have been recently advised to just avoid those who are willfully ignorant, uh, who are in my own area. It is true that in order to convert, there must be some type of dialogue. You must still be charitable, but beware the poison can be transmitted fast. And soon you might just end up like the FSSP, who has an organization in general embraces Vatican II and the new mass. You have to make objective judgments on a daily basis about those you choose to surround yourself with. Therefore, it is no different when we are talking about church to attend, what priest uh, you are going to commune with. Again, ponder this. Does the prostitute who doesn't know any better morally due to being deranged or having some type of mental illness still remain a danger to your soul when you're in her company, right? She's still going to try to get in your pants. It doesn't matter if she's deranged or not. Or is it just those prostitutes who willfully acknowledge that they are sexual deviants who are just the bad guys? Do you see where I'm going with this? On this level, the material and formal heretic, it doesn't matter. There's still poison to you. Heresy is heresy. The church does classify heretics into different categories, of course, on the surface level, but both remain an immediate danger to your faith and must be avoided. The conciliars in general are poison, and I hope you get the point. In addition, compromise can lead to heresy and eventually apostasy. Thus, prudence dictates that we keep our distance. 
This is not to have a schismatic disposition, as Bishop Fillet suggests. What I suggest is actually what his own founder principally said that he no longer follows. When you become a Protestant but don't realize it, how about that for a heading? When you change the meaning of traditionally understood terms and give, the, give them whole new meanings, you have a recipe for disaster. The reality is the material heretics of Vatican II don't see this difference. This is exactly what the enemy did at Vatican II. Now, I recently had on Cornelia Ferrara, and she referred to this and broke this down quite extensively. Uh, at what she refers to a cultic illumination, a guideline set down by New Ager Alice Bailey. The Vatican II religion is orientated towards man, not God. Protestants are now seen in the body of Christ. It's implied by the heretical leaders of our hour. Take a look at the most recent news for further evidence. Must you, Catholic, now become a Vatican II Protestant in order to keep an appearance of being Catholic on the surface level and to fit in with everyone else? Or do you want to remain loyal to Christ and shout from the rooftops like me and those uh, those others who truly are resistant? Avoid, avoid, avoid. The material heretic can still lose his soul. Father Kramer points this out in his new book, soon to come out. The error of material heresy is not always entirely inculpable, but can be culpable and vincible, but without pertinacity, as moral theologian Patrick Sporer explains in the three degrees of material heresy. So that third category that Patrick Sporer breaks down indicates that an individual who is willfully ignorant, can still lose his soul. How many people have you talked to in the conciliar church, if you will, and you consistently show them what the Catholic Church teaches as opposed to what Vatican II teaches, hoping to plant a seed, and they just keep sweeping it under the rug. Well, my bishop says this. Are these these people truly invincibly ignorant? No, they're not (laughs) on the objective level. No, they're not. That's pride. Now, the reason why I say this in general is that I find most material heretics to either be in the figuring out stage or this third category that Father Kramer mentions. Sure, of course, there's going to be people in the conciliar church who are truly lost and clueless, so to speak, and they're trying to figure it out. They are of goodwill. They're trying to arrive at truth in this crisis. That doesn't involve this third category that I spoke of. We'll just constantly sweep it under the rug. And, I mean, Francis can get up there and, and say... You know, Aunt Jemima is, you know, a fourth member of the Trinity, and they'll try to find some excuse, some narrative to say we're misconstruing it or just basically sweep it under the rug. Are these people going to, I mean, how are these people going to stand in front of Jesus? Going to be a rough day for an awful lot of people due to this crisis in the church. And that's basically what was implied in the third secret of Fatima. An awful lot of souls are going to hell. There are too many who on the surface level know something is wrong, right? But will not further investigate nor will be of goodwill to try to arrive at that truth of this crisis. These people, objectively speaking, can lose their souls on the question of material heresy alone. Heck, even Pope St. Pius X said that he feared a good number of Catholics would lose their soul over not knowing the Catholic faith in general. Therefore, it's your duty, Catholic, to know what the real pre-Vatican II Catholic faith is and not the Vatican II bogus ordo religion flavor. Now, attending a mass with a material heretical priest is a mortal sin. 
if you know this in full knowledge. If you know what's truly going on and you see it just as I'm seeing it or as Archbishop of Fab or Father has, and you go there, that's a mortal sin. doesn't matter if it's a new Mass or true Mass. If he follows Vatican II, he is to be avoided. If you know in full knowledge the Novus Ordo faith is offensive to the God, which it is, then why do you say, I will still attend? I must have sacraments, you argue. Is it God's will that you truly seek, or is it self-love on your part that still rules your heart? Remember, God is not bound by his sacraments. You still get grace through the church itself and through Mary. As I've been mentioning, you better get used to this uh, in terms of not having sacraments because the church is going full-blown underground in the next five years or so, plus or minus, give or take, from my perspective. Do you think the faithful in China go to Mass weekly or even monthly over there where the church is full-blown underground? Not hardly. Not hardly. Now, don't forget, as kind of a summary to this topic, that the church also teaches you must avoid doubtful sacraments. And the Novus Ordo sacraments, according to us true traditionalists, are just that. They're doubtful. So if you run into those who are still arguing, ah, oh, there's no heresy in Vatican II. You're just misconstruing. It was just the spirit of Vatican II. Yada, 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 coming from the neocat, false traditionalist worlds like the Father Z's and the Michael Voruses. Avoid, avoid, avoid. They are poison. Father Malachi Martin called this conciliar church a counterfeit church, which, is, which has the illusion of being Catholic. And that is the truth of the matter, folks. And so what I'd like to do I'm going to break down on the other side of the break. I'll talk here for a few more minutes on the other side of the break. I'm going to break down Father Michael Mueller's teaching from 1874, why the Catholic Church condemns attendance at false worship. Again, Vatican II has implemented a new false religion into play. It has a false worship, the Novus Ordo. I don't know if you all saw this this past week. I find this kind of interesting. I know Hugh Akins has brought this out from time to time, kind of the Zionist connections uh, at times between the Zionists and the remnant Zionists and the new SSPX. Um, some chapels in, in past times had been funded out there in Europe uh, by certain Zionists, but Michael Matt made an appearance on the Glenn Beck show. And I've been warning you all about Zionist new world order puppet Glenn Beck for quite some time, who has been often seen wearing Masonic t-shirts and giving the Maitreya Antichrist 666 sign of man hand sign. And again, the false right crowd, they really cling to Zionism. Tradition in Action has a great article on the subject. The false right crowd is not the crowd to be in at this point if you're trying to follow what Archbishop Lefebvre Father has said, said, I'll even throw state of a contest in there. I mean, I'm not a state of a contest, but I'm highly compassionate towards them. We just have a, a different classification again, as we're, we're breaking down uh, heresy on the matter. I do believe that Benedict XVI is the true Pope. He is the end time Pope to flee Rome here very soon after the economic collapse, after Russia and Islam sweep through uh, the Middle East, and we will be in a true period of Seda Vacante after he dies, when he flees with some quote-unquote conservative types. Um, and we'll probably be without a true Pope, prophecy says, for about two years or so. 
So think of, think of the reality of that really quickly. If we've got a situation where the false prophet does arrive here pretty soon and he implements the new, the new sacraments, the, the, the seven-step self-realization program of the New World Order, one of which will be the Mark of the Beast, which you cannot buy or sell in the world. So obviously they'll, they'll push true Christians uh, out of society. So you've got the false prophet reigning, the Antichrist is out and about. People are going to sit there and wonder, where's the Catholic Church? This is after Benedict XVI will flee. I mean, you're still going to have some noobs and knuckleheads. I'll actually say that the false prophet you know, is the Pope of the Catholic Church, and I must obey. You know, idiots who are like following Saul's and Cisco logic, you know, waiting for some council to later declare that I shouldn't have taken the mark of the beast. I mean, if you want to take that idiotic route, go for it. But the bottom line is, folks, um, we are living in some very uh, dangerous times, but exciting times. Um, what I hope to do over the next two and a half hours is, again, I want to get into the topic of heresy a little bit more. I want to get into a, a more recent story that happened to me here locally. Oh, and by the way, I have another video which exposed the Jews being behind this conspiracy in the Catholic Church being blocked. I was just told today by YouTube. So again, more Jewish YouTube censorship. Uh, still hanging on there uh, on YouTube, though. Um, and for those of you who are not aware of the Trad Cat Night website, when you, when you get to the website, tradcatnight.blogspot.com, along the right-hand side, there's a plethora of information, links, resources for to use going all the way straight down the page. I think you'll be surprised if you actually take time out to go all the way down uh, to the bottom of the page along that right-hand side. But there is a daily news section, and typically you're getting, you know, 100-plus new news stories on a daily basis with the exception of the weekends. Um, but the bottom line is there's, there's a lot of inf information to supplement what I already say in the main blogging area. So make sure you're taking time out, taking, you know, three, three to five minutes a day, kind of going through that timeline. It's a timeline in and of itself along that right-hand side. I also want to get into the latest uh, earth changes here later in the program. Talk about America's pending judgment here in World War III. Talk a little bit more prophecy. Our Lady of La Salette, frightful showers of animals. More Fatima Watch news. I'll even get into, hopefully, the latest false prophet mess, uh, march message, which is called Change Towards Unity. A uh, lot to discuss tonight. Maybe get into a little Marie Jolie, Burning Plague. Maybe talk a little bit more about Luciferianism and Freemasonry. Jewish no Noahide laws. Talking about in their own writings how they will decapitate non-Jews, which obviously corresponds to what the Apocalypse says concerning the beheading of Christians. So folks, I want to hear from you Tonight, this open lines weekend, 917-932-8689 is the number again. Any questions, any comments, any areas that you know I cover here at Tradcat Night that you want me to follow up on, your own observations on whether it's just the conciliar church in general, general whether it's Francis, whatever it may be. Now is your opportunity. we got a whole weekend uh, for you to get across what you are seeing. We're going to take a quick break here, uh, and again, on the other side of the break, I'm going to get into Father uh, Mueller's 
uh, breakdown on why you can't go into heretical buildings. And by the way, folks, uh, I should have mentioned this top of the broadcast. I want to wish you all a very blessed month of Mary. Continue to keep her close. Continue to stand under her mantle. Pray the rosary daily. If you can't get in 15 decades on a daily basis, he who is close to Mary is the closest to the sun. We know how intimately, uh, mystically entwined the Immaculate and Sacred Heart are. Of course, this is what my apostle is dedicated to, uh, uh, you know, as a foundation, tying in the message of Fatima and La Salette, of course. And then also we'll throw in their prayers for Father Cooper, who recently uh, passed away. So let us all continue to keep him in prayer going forward. I will see you on the other side of the break. And again, the number to call in, 917-932-8689.
And we are back. This is TCK Live with Eric Kajewski. Again, get to the website, tradcatnight.blogspot.com. Truly a unique website. There's no other traditionalist site out there like it, breaking down both the apostasy in the church, but then just the New World Order in general, how we're seeing all of these various prophecies converge, how we're seeing the apocalypse and the message of Fatima unfolding before our eyes. And folks, uh, to follow up what I was saying before as it relates to how the Catholic Church condemns attendance at false worship, uh, Father Mueller in 1874 says this, What is attendance at false worship? Question mark. It is to assist at the re- uh, religious worship of heretics, to worship God according to a right contrary To all precepts of the gospel is a false and unlawful worship of God. Hence, it would be a grievous sin for a Catholic to worship according to the ceremonial laws of the Jews, uh, etc., etc. And this is exactly what we're talking about, because the Novus Ordo Misse, or New Rite, runs contrary to what the Council of Trent says in Canon 7, Session 13. So the true Mass is the Latin Mass and the Conciliar Church Novus Ordo Mass pertains to the man-centered new religion of the Conciliar Church, which is a den of heresy. It is false man-centered worship. And you can see this uh, as it being applied, at least in certain uh, Novus Ordo uh, chapels with tabernacles being removed off to the side. I mean, heck, where I even graduated from, they took the tabernacle and put it off to the side uh, illicitly at Franciscan University. Again, the priest now is a presider who faces, uh, you know, the individuals in the pews. Uh, And we really could go on and on, but the bottom line is with their doctrines, the people who are actually saying that mass, they are in the very least formal heretics, as I mentioned. Some of them might be formal heretics and just outright apostates, but even on the basis of them being uh, material heretics, they are to be avoided. Now, he goes on to say, it is also false and unlawful worship of God to adopt a new religion in opposition to the doctrine of the true church of Jesus Christ, the Catholic Church, and assist at religious worship of such false religion. Again, that's what Vatican II is. It's laid down in principle, foundationally speaking, principles of the Novus Ordo religion, not the Catholic religion. It's a man-centered cult of man religion, Freemasonry. teaches religious liberty, liberty of conscience, false ecumenism, freedom of press, freedom of speech, Americanism, separation of church and state, all Masonic principles. This is a false religion that's being passed off as Catholic. He goes on to say, hence, even if a Catholic despises in his heart such a false religion and worship, it is unlawful for him to play the organ, to sing, or to discharge the office uh, of sacristan and Jewish and Protestant temples during their false worship or to compose hymns, music for the same, or to ring the bell for calling people together to contribute money, etc., etc. Can't do anything there. Same applies to the conciliar church, the Vatican II new church, or the church of the new advent, advent, as John Paul II put it. By the way, conciliar church was coined by Paul VI, if you think that I'm trying to be sarcastic. No, he actually used that term. There's more Catholicity in the Russian or Greek Orthodox churches who are still heretics and schismatics than there is in the conciliar church. 
Ermel seems to be a new heresy coming out on a weekly basis, coming from the Vatican, Francis specifically. Now he goes on to say, furthermore, this is Father Mueller, 1874, any such act is strictly forbidden by the law of God and the church, because it is a real communication and formal cooperation in a false worship and a real approval of it. No one says the fathers of the Fourth Council of Carthage must either pray or sing psalms with heretics or whomsoever shall communicate with those who are cut off with communion of the church, whether clergyman or layman, let him be excommunicated. Such was the language of the church of all ages. It still applies this to the, to the, till this day. Pope Paul IV wrote to Catholics in England, we are forced to admonish and conjure you that on no account you go into the churches of the heretics or hear their sermons or join in their rites, lest you incur the wrath of God. For it is not lawful for you to do such things without dishonoring God and hurting your own souls, right? Developing off what I had already mentioned previously in my own article. In consequence of such authoritative decision, the Catholic pastors of England and Scotland have made the most strict prohibitions of all such communication by their special regulations. Here one may say the reason why I play the organ, sing, or, or officiate as a sacristan in a Protestant church is because I get a good pay that enables me to support my family. What you do is a grievous violation of the first commandment. It is never allowed to commit mortal sin in order to acquire means of support. Alas, that there are so many people who make li- living by unlawful means. But the bishop or parish priest has given me permission to play the or- organ, to sing in a Protestant church, says another. I answer, neither any priest nor bishop, nay, not even the Pope, can give you permission to violate any of the commandments. The same applies again to the conciliar church. But I am well instructed in my religion. Goodness, this is like it's almost like he's talking to the modernists of our day, the conciliar church, with all these excuses. But I am well instructed in my religion, says yet another. I can see no harm in what I do in the Protestant church. I answer, I doubt what you say. If you were well instructed, you would know that attendance at false worship is a mortal sin, and that this sin is still greater for him who plays or sings at it or renders any other kind of service for it. And do you see no harm in committing a mortal sin? Do you see no harm in the great scandal you give to those Catholics who know of it? and the Protestants whom by our playing and singing you confirm in the belief that their religion is good as the Catholic religion? Think about that, false traditionalist, next time you're going into these buildings where the purported archbishop samples of the world, right, who had the solemn pontifical mass recently, who states very adamantly that he's a man of the council. Therefore, he's in the very least a material heretic following the new religion. And you see all these false traditionalist websites, the One Peter Fives and the Remnants and the Gloria TVs, and all of them getting behind this clapping. Oh, this is wonderful. This is what this guy's just great. No, he's not. Better wake up. Better start taking doctrine seriously. And be a very angry God on the other side, awaiting you with raised eyebrows, saying, Why didn't you take my faith seriously? The martyrs died for my faith. And here you are getting loosey-goosey, trying to fit in, because you don't want to seem like the oddball. Well, unfortunately, folks, it's true the oddballs of our time who are what is remaining, if you will, of those who are being faithful to Jesus. What about quotes from Archbishop Lefebvre on the new Mass itself? 
And we have this precise conviction that this new rite of mass expresses a new faith, a faith which is not ours, a faith which is not the Catholic faith. This new mass is a symbol, is an expression, is an image of a new faith, of a modernist faith. Now it is evident that the new rite, if I may say so, supposes another conception of the Catholic religion, right? It's on the surface. It has that Budweiser label when you go and drink it. It's Bud Light. It's watered down. It's not the same thing. It truly is the Novus Ordo religion. In 1990, he said, I will never celebrate the Mass according to the new rite, even under threat of ecclesiastical penalties. And I will never advise anyone positively to participate actively in such a Mass. He said in the spiritual journey, that wasn't shocking enough to some of you listening, the current Pope and bishops no longer hand down a, our Lord Jesus Christ, but rather a sentimental, superficial, charismatic religiosity through which as a general rule the true grace of the holy ghost no longer passes through we've argued this as well father malachi martin argued this as well these people go into the new masses every day unfortunately they're not getting what they think they're getting for the soul it's quite clear because they, they, they don't want to own up to what's going on in the church they don't want to see this new religion is not the catholic religion it is sterile incapable of sanctifying society and a family in April 11, 1990, says, it is the new Mass in and itself. It is not the priest who is saying it. It is not because he says it piously or anything that the new rite changes. It doesn't change anything of the rite of the Mass. It is obvious that this new rite is a rite that has been made only to draw us closer to the Protestants. And see, what, and, and see this, this was in 1990. Look, fast forward now to see what's going on uh, in the conciliar church and, and, and the Luther worship that's going on and the, the intercommunionness. That's going on. It's already happening in some diocese. I know people email me all the time. It's happening a lot in Europe specifically. But it's all been a setup, folks. This is not happening coincidentally. This mass, this new mass, Archbishop Lefebvre says, is poison. It's bad. It leads to the loss of faith little by little. We are clearly obliged to reject it. In 1979, he said this. It must be understood immediately that we do not hold to this absurd idea that if the new Mass were valid, we are free to assist it. The Church has always forbidden the faithful to assist at the Masses of heretics and schismatics, even when they were valid. It is clear that no one can assist at sacrilegious Masses or at Masses which endanger our faith. Hence why I just went over the whole topic of material heresy. All these innovations are authorized. One can fairly say without exaggeration that most of these new Masses are sacrilegious Acts which pervert the faith by diminishing it. The desacralization is such that these masses risk the loss of the supernatural character. They would be no more than acts of natural religion. These new masses are not only incapable of fulfilling our Sunday obligation, but are such that we must apply them to the canonical rules which the church customarily applies uh, in relation to uh, as the church has spoken before in times fast with Orthodox and Protestant sects. Again, he's saying you cannot be in the conciliar church to satisfy your Sunday obligation, just like Father Hess said. And every false trad just dropped their jaw. <laughs> I remember when I was trying to put this on the Remnants Facebook page, and whatever clown was running it, probably Michael Matt, was just pulling it down like every five minutes. And uh, I know I was doing this with with John Venaria as well, and he was pulling down a lot of the Archbishop Lefebvre quotes 
that was posting in a group that he had on Facebook. And man, there's only so much you can take of these, uh, these individuals who are, who are moving in the wrong direction. Uh, but the bottom line folks, this, this is the reality. And again, to, to keep going on, I want to pound this into your brain tonight. For those who are listening in April 11, 1990, he also said this Archbishop Lefebvre, the new right is bad. It's very bad. And the reason why this right is bad in and of itself is because it is poison. It's a poisoned right. Mr. Salyaran says it is very well here. It is not a choice between two rights that could be good. It's a choice between a Catholic right and a right that is practically a neighbor to Protestantism and thus attacks our faith, the Catholic faith. So it is out of the question to encourage people to go to the mass in the new right because slowly without realizing it, they will end up as ecumenists. It's strange, but it's like this. It's a fact. It's a fact. He also said this in 1976, this union between the liberals, between what liberals want, uh, between the church and the revolution is an adulterous union. It's adulterous. This adulterous union can beget bastards. What are these bastards? They are the new rites. The new rite of mass is a bastard rite. The sacraments are bastard sacraments. Again, watered down. That's why we hold them as doubtful. St. Vicontas will say they're invalid across the board. We don't stretch it uh, to that extent. I'm not going to say every priest in the conciliar church is a false priest, although we would encourage those who now see the light, so to speak, to come over and get conditionally uh, ordained in the proper rite, in the Catholic rite, not in the Novus Ordo rite. Yikes. Very similar to Luther, as he noted in 1977, this new Mass. The radical and extensive changes made in the Roman Rite of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass and their resemblance to the modifications made by Luther obliged Catholics who remained loyal to their faith to question the validity of this new Rite. Again, we hold that it is uh, doubtful in the very least. Folks, do you have a question tonight? Call in 917-932-8689. Any question as it relates to the topics that we talk about here at Tradcat Night, I want to continue along here a, a little bit more with Archbishop Lefebvre and what he had to say uh, on the new Mass, um, if I can, because th- these quotes are very, very important. I know a lot of you are new to quote-unquote tradition, and you may have not even heard of Archbishop Lefebvre or someone like Father Hessen. You can get to my YouTube channel, Tradcat Night. Go down the list a little bit. You'll see a section on Vatican II. You'll see at the bottom, more bottom, you'll see Father Kramer, you'll see Father Hess, and just start plugging away. You've got to know your faith uh, in order, objectively speaking, in order to open the door, so to speak, to salvation. You've got to hold that proper norm of faith. In an open letter to confused Catholics, Archbishop Lefebvre says, your perplexity takes perhaps the following form. May I assist at a sacrilegious mass, which is nevertheless valid in the absence of any other, in order to satisfy my Sunday obligation? The answer is simple. These masses cannot be the object of an obligation. We must, moreover, apply them to the rules of moral theology and canon laws regards to the participation and attendance at an action which endangers the faith or may be sacrilegious. The new Mass, even when said with piety and respect for the liturgical rules, is subject to the same reservations since it's impregnated with the spirit of Protestantism. It bears within it uh, poison harmful to the faith. Again, that's another argument on top of what I've already said in terms of just those priests who are saying it are material heretics in the very least. They're poisonous to your soul. 
At a conference in Germany, October 29, 1984, he said this, We must not forget that the conciliar reforms of the liturgy, the reforms of the Bible, the changes in the internal structure of the church, right? Preaching more of the democracy, the collegiality. All these things are a result of the ecumenical spirit, he says. That is, since Protestants were present, present for the changes in the masses, there were six Protestant members uh, who were photographed with Pope Paul VI. Of course, we know the main influence was Freemason Archbishop Bunini. We even had forewarnings from approved mystics such as Marie-Julie Jehenny in the early 1900s, warnings directly from Our Lady and Lord on two separate occasions, saying that it came from the Jews via Freemasonry and that this new mass, in layman's terms, was a sour taste in his mouth. It displeased him. She's approved by the Catholic Church, by the way. So the Protestant influence, and again, as I already mentioned, Father Hess, who was very close to Cardinal Stickler, uh, went on to relay that Cardinal Stickler admitted to him publicly, and this is one of his talks uh, on my YouTube channel, that it was very much a Protestant Mass. Again, the new Mass is is condemned on on so many levels, but again, reference Canon 7, Session 13, uh, just the new rites in and of itself. So we don't have a situation where it's the extraordinary form and the ordinary form. We simply have the true Mass of the Catholic Church, and we've got the phony baloney, illicit and schismatic, new Mass of the conciliar church, which it would be a mortal sin to attend. But what about, but Eric, what about those priests in the conciliar church who are still good, you know, they're still traditional, even though they follow Vatican II, I can still go there, right? Nope. Still material heretics, still poisonous to your faith. I know that puts an awful bind on your situation, just like it does for everyone else who's trying to truly remain faithful to Jesus. Join in the club, so to speak, and it's only going to get worse. Now, in an interview... April 27th, 1986 in Atlanta, he said concerning the new mass, if they're going to the new mass, slowly, slowly, they change their mind. They become more and more Protestant. That is so true. My goodness. I live in, in charismatic world of Franciscanville out here in Steubenville, and these people are so Protestant, and they don't even realize it. Every time I go into the darn uh, over there when I'm walking up on campus, you know, kind of passing through and walking up on, uh, you know, through the bookstore or whatever. I mean, they don't even have Catholic music playing. (laughs) It's just pure Protestantism pouring out. It's very dangerous to go to the new mass, he says, because the new mass is not some accidental change, but it is a whole new orientation, a whole new definition of the mass. It's not the same definition as the true mass. April 24th, 1983, at the St. Thomas Aquinas Seminary, a conference that he held, he said this, the consequences of this state of mind and spirit spread within the church inside the church are deplorable and are ruining and sapping the spiritual vitality of the church and conscience. All we can do is turn priests and faithful away from using the Novus Ordo, if we wish the complete and whole Catholic faith to remain entirely and intact. And lastly, June 24th, 1981, he says that the evil in the new mass is truly intrinsic in the text and not only something purely extrinsic in the abuses, right? You'll hear, you know, you'll hear people like the Michael Voruses of the world. Well, you know, there are abuses out there, but the new mass in and of itself is still okay. No, no, it's not material heretic Michael Voris. 
It's time to get Catholic. It's time to step away from the Vatican II revolution. It's time to stop pretending there could be some type of marriage between Freemasonry and Catholicism. No, there cannot be. By the way, Voris ran away from me some years ago on his own page. Didn't want to debate. No surprise uh, there. No surprise he's also part of the Opus Dei cult, which is basically the communist backbone of the conciliar church. But that's a whole other topic that Father Hess brings up in some of his talks. Uh, But getting back to what Archbishop Lefebvre says, precisely by this general effect which diminishes the proclamation of our faith, the diminution is present everywhere in the words and in the actions. Again, I've argued with the state of a conscience that before Benedict XVI did properly change it, the words of consecration uh, from for all to for many, uh, the Council of Trent very explicitly condemned any such notion of the mass being translated uh, with the, the verbiage of for all in it. And that's how it was all the way up until uh, Benedict XVI changes. So, I would be right there with the state of a contest right alongside of Father Malachi Martin that would say that all those new masses were invalid across the board. And there still may be invalid masses, uh, of course, uh, in, in worst case scenario. But even in a least case scenario, you're still dealing with material heretics. You're still dealing with a new mass, which is illicit and schismatic, materially schismatic. So he goes on to say, uh, this diminution is present everywhere in the words and actions. They wanted to be ecumenical at such a point to bring themselves closer to Protestants in order to pray with them. Don't you even see that today? I mean, take a look at the stooges here in this country who call themselves Catholic, and they're following the illicit Freemasonic principle of religious liberty and liberty of conscience, mainly probably because their highlight stud, if you will, John Paul II, the ain't, was one of the proponents uh, of the new religion who taught these Freemasonic principles. And of course, this dates all the way back to the council, but <clears throat> they hold John Paul II up to such a high standard. It's just not possible for him to have said some type of heresy or to be teaching Freemasonry. Well, yeah, you better wake up. You better wake up that this apostasy has been running long before Freemason Francis showed up. Take a look at this. You see, uh, you know, Catholics thinking they can get together and pray with Protestants. No, by doing so, you're ipso facto placing yourself outside of the church. Excommunication. These these excommunications still hold in effect today. People just don't even know that the church had taught these things previous, right? This is what Blessed Anna Emmerich said in her prophecies. She said she saw so much heresy going on. And that there were these ipso facto excommunications placed upon these opinions. And she said that the, the, the prelates and the laymen, they didn't care. And that exactly describes our situation in the conservatives. They don't give a rat's rear end. They really don't. They're really, you know, they're going to just go to the such ends that they're just going to stay in those churches and keep their gluts, butts glued down in the pews and keep following heresy. And following heresy, man, it's going to be a rough day. It's going to be a real rough day. I mean, the rough day is coming. You know the chastisements are coming. God's about to wake up people. He's going to start hitting hitting them in the pockets here soon with the economic collapse. Then the whole social collapse happens. There's going to be chaos everywhere. Then we got the natural disasters coming. People are going to die of fright, as uh, Jesus said in the gospel. People who don't have faith in Jesus. It's going to start hitting them now, but I mean... You know that would be an act of mercy. God forbid they they should die and cross over to the other side, holding to what they're doing now. Archbishop Lefebvre said, "I will not commune with these open destroyers of the church." 
Yes, we see them as the authorities. No thank you in terms of your heresy. We'll keep our distance until you get your act together. They don't want to get their act together, so guess what God's going to do, folks? He's going to help out a little bit. He's going to push them in the right direction for some of them, for the few who actually will wake up. Folks, we're about to take a break here on the other side of the break. Goodness, I really don't even know what I'd like to get into Next, I have a few other articles. I've got Phil Lawler's Magical Novus Ordo Carpet Ride. I could get to that, perhaps, maybe uh, break down a little bit what's going on um, in the world, maybe get to some of the latest earth changes is what I'll do next. Again, the lines are open. If you've got a question, comment, things you're seeing in the Conciliar Church, what's going on in your diocese, call 917-932-8689. Again, this is TCK Live. Lot to discuss. Hope your month of May is going well here. Let's stay close to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And before we take this uh, break, my good friends, if I could ask you all, especially those who are more new to Trad Cat Night, maybe you've been following two to three months, you know, this is an information war, and every other apostle in a website asks for fundraisers or donations, whether it's one Peter five or Louis Verecchio or life site news. It's no different here. This is my 24 seven job to you. It's, 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 you know, a service back to not only Christ, but the church. I try to keep you aware of what's going on as it relates to the apostasy in the church. But again, we're going to tackle taboo subjects that these false traditionalists won't topic. They're too vanilla. They're too following Fox news. They're too following the mainstream. They're thinking Trump is the greatest, you know, next best thing to peanut butter and jelly. They just don't get it. They don't understand how the New World Order controls both sides of the fence. But those who are truly awake do. So I ask you all to please get behind this apostolate. This is an information war. Click that PayPal button in the upper right-hand corner of Chad Cat Night. Even $10 a month helps if you can consistently help, even with $10 a month, because that works out to be less than a half a cup of coffee on a daily basis. Say that again, less than a half a cup of coffee on a daily basis. And I know many of you, based upon the numbers, and our numbers are really good, very strong in terms of viewership, we're growing and we're growing, yet donations are kind of staying more stagnant in the, in, in the, the same realm, if you will. Not that that's good or bad. It's just to help to identify a trend that we're, we're getting more and more people, uh, but we're not having more and more people help. So please uh, get behind this apostle. Click that PayPal button. Get in the fight and continue to pray for me as I will for you. Let's take a quick break. On the other side of the break, we'll get more into uh, some of the latest earth changes that we're seeing from around the world.
Welcome back to TCK Alive. This is Eric Kajewski, founder and owner of Trad Cat Night. It's May 5th, 2018. A lot of developments as relates to Earth changes. Again, those who are not aware, there is a binary system approaching us. People argue the size of it, what's in it. You often hear this Planet X or Black Star. This ties in with Catholic end time prophecy. This truly ties in with Scripture, the sign of the Son of Man. When Planet X is seen, this whatever whatever you want to call it is seen. It'll be seen as a red cross in the sky, as Father Malachi Martin indicated. It will be to show the New World Order, the Jews specifically, as Jesus is speaking to approved visionary Marie Julie Jehenny. He wants the peoples of the world to see his power. He's still in control. They think that they've got this in the bag. They don't. God is still in control. And now the New World Order is very aware that this system is inbound. They've been building underground cities for the past 50 plus years. They got observatories all over the place, whether it's at the Vatican, whether it's the Lucifer Telescope out there in Mount Graham, Arizona, whether it's Project Wormwood, yes, that's actually what it's called, Project Wormwood out in Australia, another observatory set up there. They know it is inbound. We're seeing all of these weather anomalies. It ties them with Catholic prophecy. Again, Our Lady Alasalet said we would be going through a pole shift. All of you traditionalists out there should, should know that there would be various weather anomalies, if you will, as it relates to the building up or leading to the three days of darkness. I don't know if you've noticed that it is getting a little bit colder, a little bit later in the year. As a matter of fact, I was going through some news, and maybe we have this here, but, I mean, it's still snowing in certain places out in Nevada and I think Colorado and other areas. It's still snowing in, in certain areas in Hawaii, out in the Sahara. I mean, it's just very bizarre uh, weather. But the big... Earth changes news that has occurred. Well, there's actually been a few stories that massive sinkhole out in New Zealand that happened that everyone just freaked out over. It basically happened overnight. And uh, I mean, just a massive uh, sinkhole and these sinkholes are popping up. It's going to be very much like that 2012 movie. I'm not trying to be the fear monger guy, but I got to be that guy. I got to be Noah shouting from the rooftops as this thing gets closer it's a death sentence to be living on the coastlines. It's going to go under. I haven't seen one Planet X post. Let me rephrase that. I haven't seen one post Planet X model of this country that suggests that coastlines will not be underwater. <laughs> Let me put it to you that way. And again, if you take a look at where the most liberal areas are in this country, it's along the coastlines. God's justice is coming just because it seems like it's delayed doesn't mean that's not coming. A lot of immorality and immodesty happening along the beaches. Well, girls don't want to seem to realize that it's not cool, according to God, to be prancing around in basically their broad panties and think that God is okay with this. Same applies to the guys. But again, the liberal areas are essentially your major cities, essentially the coastlines. But there were more and more sinkholes that popped up. I think 12 more in the 
Ocala uh, area. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that city right down in Florida. Big one, though, was nearly 260 quakes over the last day or two. Basically 48 hours, let's say two days, worst case scenario. So nearly 300 quakes in nearly two days in Hawaii. And again, as scripture says, every, uh, you know, mountain will be moved. The islands will sink. God has to basically repurify. He has to purify this whole world. So lands of sin will basically sink. Mountains will move, will be leveled. New new formations of islands are, are now popping up. Actually, people are not even aware of this. So we're seeing prophecy happen. There, there's another new island that popped off, popped up off of the coast of North Carolina in the past like three or four months. They're happening all over the world, specifically Asia. There was a few more underground volcanoes, underwater volcanoes, that is, creating new land masses. Ties in with Mother Shipton's prophecy, even though she wasn't Catholic, you can see uh, the the truth in what she was saying in her prophecies. But the big one was the 7.0, 7.0 quake. They're saying now it's the second largest quake in Hawaii ever, and I really haven't looked into this. Usually the USGS downgrades these earthquakes by 0.3 or 0.5 on the Richter scale, so this may have indeed been the largest earthquake ever in Hawaii's history because I think the largest was 7.1 and I think they upgraded it to 7.0 I'm not sure but regardless folks uh, we got to pray for those people of course Uh, their volcano uh, just erupted too uh, as well a lot going on uh, in Hawaii a couple resources for you all to use Um, watchers.news and again these are not Catholic websites you know so obviously stay away from any theological matters but it's basically just straightforward forward news and information for most of these websites but there's a lot of wind storms and again most pundits or analysts of this binary system uh, indicate that as it gets closer there's going to be an awful lot of problems with wind and water and we're seeing a lot of these various wind storms as a matter of fact uh, hopefully i get to it but somewhere i read in the past 48 hours there's a massive dust storm I forget in what area, hopefully I'll come across it again, but it basically killed over 100 people, which is a little bit more rare. You see these massive dust dust storms out in the desert areas, but uh, actually here it is, more than 125 killed as high-velocity dust storm and major thunderstorm at the same time hit India. So there was it. It's it's a website called watchers.news, and they, they carry a lot of the earth changes news that I try to regurgitate or recirculate out in the Twitter land, sometimes as a, you know, a main blog, but nevertheless, we're seeing a lot of fierce windstorms, uh, leaving people without power. Ontario, Canada, uh, being one area, 300,000 without power, killing three, two casualties, more than 300,000 without power in Southeast uh, Michigan. We're seeing uh, new Brunswick. We're still seeing the flooding happening. Again, flooding was one of the more major indicators that we are heading close towards war as it was said or related to Blessed Sister Aielo from Our Lady. This was in the late 50s. She's an approved visionary in the church. She held the stigmata, very holy woman. Well, she often spoke uh, about, well, not only the three days of darkness coming, the chastisements coming, uh, but specifically how these floods were preeminent to war coming from 
the east to the west. Russia, with her secret armies, will battle America, will overrun Europe. Uh, A lot going on in that area in terms of Fatima watch news. We've got Trump sending more anti-tank missiles into the Ukraine area, as I mentioned uh, two weeks ago. NATO calling up, I think it was another 30,000 to be put into that Ukraine area as well. And that is the area that Father Malachi Martin said to pay attention to. I know Syria is talked about often, but as I've said from the beginning, I didn't think it was going to be the, the catalyst for World War III. Not that it's not important. It is important. But pay attention to that Ukraine border. He said pay attention specifically to Kiev. Russia is about to make certain moves, and it's not going to be pretty for this country. Our country, which is predominantly Masonic, predominantly Protestant, predominantly Zionist, we are going to get it like no other. We are going to be judged severely. And I'll argue, I'll throw it out there, I've said this before, without any shame or bashfulness that the majority will not be around here in America, not that no one will survive, but we are about to get uh, a facelift, if you will, both as it relates to just the earth changes that are going on, uh, but then just specifically with with casualties. I mean, I believe most Americans won't be around in the next five or ten years, given everything that's about to transpire. Of course, had that eruption at Leiliani Estates out there in Hawaii. mentioned that earlier. we got to continue to pray, pray for the people out in Hawaii, but we got catastrophic floods hitting Somalia, some of the worst that the region has ever seen. As I mentioned, this massive sinkhole, which opened up in New Zealand, uh, this came after some record-breaking rain. Uh, this was in Ratura, New Zealand's North Island. It was on April 30th. The sinkhole was 656 feet long, nine, 98 feet wide and had a depth of 65 feet, and the grow, uh, the hole is growing, by the way, as an update to that. It's continuing to grow. And again, of course, as this binary system is closing down in on us, more and more volcanoes are going to pop off. Yellowstone has not been doing good the last few weeks. Again, if you're the Fox News watcher, better start putting down the mainstream news. Head over to Tradcat Night and pay attention to stuff that actually really does matter. Instead of watch, watching the puppet Illuminati pontificates proposing their false narratives on Fox News or any of the other false right channels that are out there. But anyway, we've got an explosion at Cleveland Volcano. Their alert level was just recently raised to orange. Uh, again, they have a volcano report, this watchers.news Uh, website, which is uh, very, very good in my opinion. Uh, We also have a strong 6.1 earthquake hitting near the coast of Luzon in Philippines. Philippines is another area that just seemingly gets destroyed uh, with earthquakes. It it, it obviously doesn't make Western mainstream media a lot. Uh, The Indonesia area uh, as well. Um, We have uh, New Brunswick this was just uh, yesterday, expecting its largest and most impactful flood ever. I'll say that again, ever. Heavy flooding caused by continuous snowmelt caused severe damage and prompted evacuations when St. John River in New Brunswick, uh, Canada, reached record levels. 
So it's not just rain that's really getting us, and that's kind of what we have to pay attention to going forward is, you know, we get this awful lot of snow, especially here on the East Coast here in the United States. You know, you get like 12 inches of snow, right? And then the next day you get something like 70-degree weather, 60-degree weather and sun, and it just starts melting, and you get flooded out that way. Again, so there is this binary system approaching us, but let us not also uh, undermine the geoengineering aspect of the New World Order. There is, certainly is weather modification uh, going on, man trying to play God, creating their own storms, moving storms around, causing the worst, some of the worst storms that we've ever seen. And they have a plan. I mean, again, the New World Order plan, there's a, there's a plan in place to pre-implode America <coughs> on all levels. And they truly want to break down this country to make it easier to control. I mean, they're very open about this. And we talked last week on the show about how, you know, basically Denver, from their perspective, will be the post-Planet X capital of the world. And again, they think they have this in the bag. We know via the Fatima message that this is all counterfeit. They'll have their short season. We know the reign of the Antichrist will be three and a half years. But then after that, after the passing of Planet X and after this Earth is basically ripped apart as it seems, the Antichrist, the false prophet, and all New World Order puppets, the people who took the mark, they die. They're gone. And so the Catholic Church restarts anew, and this will begin the triumph. Uh, of the Immaculate Heart for those who are not Catholic and who are not aware. Again, if you've got a question, folks, 917-932-8689. I want to hear from you. Anything as it relates to what's going on in the church, prophecy, uh, Francis specifically, what's going on in your diocese. Uh, I want to hear what you have to say. And uh, again, for those who've been following Tradcat Night, Uh, For quite some time, it's always good to hear your voice. Some of you I've never heard from, uh, you know, via the phone. So this is a good opportunity for you to now kind of dial in and, uh, you know, say hello, but then also say what you you need to say to get off your chest. And more extreme of weather news, we've got four months worth of rain, folks, in two days hitting Sardinia, Italy. Yes, this was just two days ago, record-breaking rains that hit. The Italian island of Sardinia over the past two days causing severe flooding and landslides. More than 100 people were forced to evacuate from their homes. Schools have been closed and firefighters were also closed in. Iran also had a more moderate earthquake, 5.2. I think this is the second more moderate earthquake that they've gotten over the past week or two. They seem to be getting hit more frequently now. And again, earthquakes in diverse places. I also saw a news report. God, goodness, it was earlier today. It was somewhere in Europe. Uh, I can't, I don't think it was Portugal. It was some Eastern European country that was just very bizarre. They hardly ever had uh, earthquakes, but I saw that there earlier today. And I thought, I thought, wow, that, that, you know, Jesus obviously really forewarned us about earthquakes happening in these areas that we wouldn't normally see earthquakes. Again, they're happening here in the, the United States as well, areas that don't normally have uh, earthquakes. We're still continue, continuing to see those down in the New Madrid area, Tennessee. We even have some here in the Ohio, although they're not, you know, high up there in terms of 
uh, where they measure on the Richter scale, but nevertheless, we're still seeing some quakes in this area. We have, um, what, all, what else do we have? Uh, we've got a shallow 6.0 earthquake hitting the Easter Island region just a few days ago. There's also another great web, uh, website resource, SOT.net, S-O-T-T.net. They've got an earth changes and fire in the sky uh, section more towards uh, the bottom of the page. They are recording more flooding hitting Ankara, Turkey. Pictures of vehicles simply floating down the streets. Lightning bolt storms are, you know, the storms are getting worse and worse. We're seeing all types of reports of death uh, to animals and people specifically. And just think how bad it's going to get during the three days of darkness. I mean, think about the storms then. Uh, as a matter of fact, as it was related to Marie Julie Jehenny, it was related to her by Jesus that, you know, the, the lightning and thunder alone are going to cause a lot of people to die of fright. People who don't have faith in God don't think that they'll be able to get through those times. Think about that. I mean, you know, it's somewhat getting bad now. And I think people who are following my website, who are attuned to looking at these things, see this happening more on a daily basis. But the majority aren't. <laughs> I mean, they, they don't want to see it. We've got fire in the sky news. Again, the fireballs are important. Because as this binary system gets closer, we're going to see more and more meteorites, bigger meteorites hitting, slamming into the earth. There'll be more meteorite sightings. Uh, eventually, when Planet X, Nibiru, whatever you want to call it, Black Star gets very close, dangerously close, if you will, um, you're going to start seeing 70-pound meteorites or so crashing into the earth and just pummeling this planet like hail. And again, as I've pointed out, um, we take a look in the Old Testament, we see how the Sodomites died, right? Fiery brimstone. Uh, well, I suggest to you, if you're living in these more liberal areas, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Boston, take a look around and see where those areas that are highly LGBT, Sodomites walking around, you know, half naked, making out with each other, better keep your head up. <laughs> There's some very big meteorites coming from the sky and God's going to be demonstrating to the world. You can have your fun for a little bit, but I got to try to correct mankind here. We cannot continue to move on in the direction that we're moving on and think that God is going to do nothing because God is a just God. We've also got mysterious booms, which are rattling the UK and U S residents in April, 2018. I tried to highlight some of that news. Some people are thinking it's, you know, the government basically working, you know, underground. I don't have an answer for you on that. They, of course, are working on these underground cities. They are going to go underground after martial law is declared after the economic collapse. But I can't tell you specifically, you know, why these booms are, are happening. But it's not just um, the U.K. and U.S. It's just been predominantly been reported upon that these areas uh, are getting drenched if you will, in this area by these mysterious booms. We got meteor, meteorite activity, uh, New Jersey, fireball scene in Brazil, uh, another fireball scene in New York, Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey, uh, meteor fireballs in Spain. We got Liverpool, UK. Uh, we had asteroids. I think there was five near misses, NASA said. Uh, I think it was like a week or so ago. Uh, again, you know, it is a part of the new world order. 
agenda to unite humanity a bunch of different ways, basically have different avenues to achieve the same goal, one of which is basically a phony comet or asteroid, you know, in, you know, incoming to get, you, you, you know, the, the nations of the earth together. We all got to come together and battle this asteroid, you know, kind of like that one movie. I forget what it was called. Was it called Armageddon or something with uh, Brad Pitt or whatever that some of those other famous guys were? I can't remember. But very similar to that, uh, and again, with the technology that they do have, such as Project Bluebeam, they very well could easily not only stage a phony alien invasion, they also could stage you know, a phony comet in the sky or something along that line. So it gets very tricky. We just know from a Catholic perspective, prophecy perspective, we, we do know that there is something inbound. Uh, again, I reference this all the time. But our our Lord warned to Marie Julie Jehenny in her autobiography. Again, she's approved that this radiant planet was uh, being withheld, but it is coming from its remotest parts of the universe, and it's coming to chastise the world, to punish specifically the Jews who are trying to piece together their new world order with their uh, Antichrist who will rule from the capital of the world to come, Jerusalem. Hence why you see all these embassies uh, people trying, countries trying to move their embassies in that area. You know, prophecy is really uh, picking up in this area. What I'd like to do, uh, and then one last resource now that I have uh, in front of me, strange sounds. Dot uh, org is also another uh, good reference. And before we take this next break, as I mentioned, uh, twelve sinkholes appear in Oklahoma, Florida, forcing eight home evacuations against Florida is probably the worst state to be in as it relates to these sinkholes. I mean, eventually, like I said, a lot of these coastlines, they're just going to disintegrate and fall off into the ocean, kind of like in that 2012 movie that was depicted. So coastlines are not going to be safe uh, on that level. Sunspots are vanishing faster than expected. Solar cycle 24 is declining more quickly than Forecast again, we'll label this or put this under the signs in the sun uh, category, if you will. We're paying attention to the sun. I've had Ben Davidson on. We tried to break this down as this binary system is approaching. Obviously, it's going to affect the sun and the moon, which in effect is going to affect our planet. Doesn't take a rocket scientist uh, to figure that out. Uh, and folks, what I'd like to do, we're going to take a short break here on the other side. I'll briefly get into a little bit more as it relates to prophecy. We've got fish falling from the sky in Iran, China, and India. And this ties in with Catholic prophecy, Our Lady of La Salette, uh, specifically. And, uh, from then I'll probably get into another one of my articles. Again, folks, if you've got a question, comment, some analysis of your own. The number is 917-932-8689. This is TCK Live. A lot going on in the world, folks. My goodness. I don't even know where to begin on a daily basis with, with trying to sort through all that which is happening in the world, but specifically what's going on with the, the leaders in the church. I mean, it's just getting more bizarre by the minute let's all continue to pray the rosary keep in faith i'll see you on the other side of the break
Welcome back to TCK Live. I am Eric Dijewski. This is May 5th, 2018. As I've been telling you since the beginning of this postulate, truly is not only dangerous times, but it's exciting times. As Eagles, we're going to have to keep our wings spread in faith and hope. We're going to have to keep our eyes locked in on the rainbow just beyond the storm. We're going to have to utilize all of those crosses that Christ gives us for our own sanctification, for our own growth in holiness. We've got to walk the walk. We can't just talk the talk. We can't just read out of the Bible. We are literally going to have to uh, be another Christ in the sense of living his life out uh, in that sense. We have to suffer. Uh, No man goes without suffering, but of course, through this sacred heart, we have such wonderful opportunities on a daily basis that God gives to us, which we see as problems, crosses we don't want to carry. We're blind to it. You know, having said that, I want to encourage you all to really take five minutes out, five minutes out each day to pray what I just call the five Ps. Pray for the Pope, who is Benedict the Sixteenth. Pray for prelates, blind as they are. A lot of them just full of self-love and worldly. They don't want to stick up and say what truly needs to be said. we got to continue to pray for priests, and not only just priests, but good and holy priests. You know, and as much as I say this, we, we know where this is going. We know what the trend is. We're going underground. It's going to be very difficult to get to um, a priest who's truly keeping the faith. Let's put it to you like that. But we've still got to pray. We don't just concede and just give up and have this defeatist attitude. It's not what Jesus wants to see out of us. We've got to keep soldiering on, so to speak. We've got to keep continuing to pray for souls in purgatory on a daily basis. Because one day you and I might be there. More than likely, we will. So we've got to take time out on a daily basis. I encourage you all to pray the litany to souls in purgatory. Be mindful of them. And lastly, just for poor sinners in general, again, so the five P's, we all are sinners. We all have, we all can do better basically. And that's what we're striving for. We're striving for perfection as eagles. Again, eagles, uh, as it relates to scripture, where the body is there also shall the eagles be gathered where the body of our Lord is, where the Eucharist is, you will find us feasting off of our Lord. Because he is alive. Eagles eat alive things. They don't eat dead things like other birds. They eat things which are alive. So please keep that uh, in mind in your prayers. Of course, keep me uh, in your prayers uh, going forward. As I mentioned on the uh, just before our break, I wanted to talk a little bit more about Our Lady of La Salette. For those who are not familiar with this particular piece to the prophetic puzzle if you will in 1846 uh, it essentially you know it's very intimately connected with the message of Fatima speaking about uh, the apostasy in the church but then also specifically all of these apocalyptic uh, events which would transpire again we're at the early more earlier stages of it it's not quite to the point where you know you're turning on your tv and becoming frightened by some of the things you're you're seeing of course a lot of the stuff you're not going to find in the mainstream media news because they don't want people panicking 
uh, at this point. But, you know, just imagine that day in the not-so-distant future when you're basically turning on your TV set uh, on a near daily basis and you're seeing, you know, 8.0, 9.0 earthquakes happening all across the globe on a more regular basis, then perhaps maybe more people will wake up. But anyway, one of the areas that I've been covering over the past uh, few years is what our lady indicated to be frightful showers of animals uh, occurring and whether, you know, it's been toads, toads and frogs in China or spiders falling out of the sky in Argentina and Brazil. We've documented that Uh, fish specifically here. Uh, recently, Iran, China, and India. Uh, th- this is not so much uh, uncommon, if you will, but it still ties in with this particular area. I mean, who knows what we'll see, you know, outside of the obvious, you know, these fish and then also uh, birds, you know, kind of just dropping out of the sky, uh, perishing. Uh, who knows with some of the weather anomalies we'll see and what, what will be falling out of the skies. Um, but she says this specifically now specific passage. She says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. There will be bloody wars, famines, plagues, and contagious diseases. And I'll stop right there because that's essentially a rewrite of the actual words of our real third, uh, the real third secret of Fatima, as Father Malachi Martin put it, <clears throat> that there would be this great culling, if you will, as the New World Order says, there's going to be contagious diseases and epidemics, man-made, basically bioterrorism that they can just drop out of the sky via chemtrails. Uh, for those of you awake, you know that. Obviously, war is coming. And again, I get I get so tickled pink when I hear the false right crowd, you know, kind of indicate, you know, it will be banter, but there will be no war. I suggest you open up your Bible and, and read it a little bit more thoroughly. I mean, you don't even have to agree with me on the Fatima message, which obviously indicates that Russia is about to lose and there'll be war in general and some of these other, uh, you know, proved visionaries in the church. You know, this isn't going to be another situation where we had the Cold War in the 80s and it kind of just went away, so to speak. That, that's not happening this time around. <laughs> I hope you don't think that. Like, Trump is not staving off uh, war. Uh, he's just another warmonger, just like any of the other NWO puppets are. Uh, but the bottom line is, our lady last let said there would be bloody wars, famines, uh, plagues, contagious diseases. There will be frightful showers of animals, thunders which will demolish cities. Remember what I just told you about uh, on the other side of the break? We're seeing just crazy storms now, light, you know, lightning storms that are killing like hundreds of animals at one clip, dozens of people at one clip. Well, here we're talking about thunders, which will destroy entire cities. Think about that. I know most of us probably live in a, a more smaller town. Can you just imagine going through like one storm in which on the other side of it, there's like nothing left of your city? I mean, that, that's, it's, it's going to get that bad. And again, this this ties in with the three days of darkness as well. But anyway, earthquakes which will engulf countries. Let me say that to you again. Remember, we were just talking about Hawaii sinking like a cork and probably some of these other islands. I don't see how any of the islands right now are going to remain unscathed. Maybe some of them don't necessarily completely go under, although I I suspect that they will. Uh, But the bottom line is earthquakes engulfing whole countries just swallowing them up again, hence the sinkholes. That's why I keep my eye on that particular area because they're going to get worse and worse. Voices will be heard in the air, right? We've already been documenting the strange noises and strange sounds coming from the skies. This ties in with La Salette. This ties in with what will happen on the day of declaration when Antichrist 
Matreus steps to the forefront and you see him on national TV. And he's going to speak to you, quote unquote, telepathically in your own language. This is where we tie in the whole 5G, weapons of God systems, et cetera, et cetera. They have that technology in place to where they can have you think that God is talking to you. In this case, they'll, they'll pose Antichrist Matreya as God. And he's here to save the day as everything is falling apart, literally. Our Lady of Lasolette says men will beat their heads against the walls. I'll call on death. Yet death will constitute their torment. Blood will flow on all sides. But again, going back to there will be frightful showers of animals. Now, according to strangesounds.org, reign of flightless animals has been reported throughout history in the first century A.D. Uh, Roman, uh, let's see, naturalist Pliny the Elder documented uh, storms of frogs and fishes falling out of the sky in 1794. French soldiers saw toads falling from the sky during heavy rain in little in France, uh, rural inhabitants in Euro Honduras claim fresh rain happens there every summer. A phenomenon they call whatever that word is, can't pronounce it. And within the last two days, fish rains were reported in Iran, China, and India. And again, with the fish, it's more common. And of course, with the birds falling out of the sky, you know, it's probably due to uh, you know the chemtrails and all the poisons that they have pouring out of the sky. So we, we have some more natural explanation for it. Although some do argue it's just this pole shift in general, which we're going through. Um, but according to some wit- uh, witnesses, small fish, same species and size fell from the sky and covered half of the road in Golpoyang in the Iran, Iranian province of Ishafan, uh, Iran on April 24th. This phenomenon seems to happen during heavy storms. Uh, One of the many explanations for this phenomenon is a tornado water spout, which would eject fish from uh, water bodies into the air. And then obviously they would be put down somewhere else. And again, this is why we also pay attention to the water spouts. More and more water spouts uh, will be happening across uh, the globe as well. So just some very uh, detailed footage, I guess, from this Iranian fish fall. Uh, the one in India as well. And again, um, you know, it ties into the prophetic puzzle because again, you know, maybe with some of these, it's a little bit more laughable. I mean, you think fish, okay, whatever, but you know, at a certain point it, it's, it's, it's going to be bad. I mean, obviously our, our lady of lost that wouldn't have mentioned frightful showers of animals. Uh, you know, I know some, some people today, even on, Social media after posting this, we're kind of laughing about the situation, but you know, I suggest to you that perhaps if it happened in your city and you've got, you know, tens of thousands of frogs falling out of the sky, you'd probably be a little bit weirded out. You know, if you couldn't take a step without stepping onto, you know, a pile of frogs or something, it probably isn't going to be too funny at that point, uh, wherever God so chooses and wills to have this particular, uh, chastisement take place. Um, so, uh, that ties in. Uh, with prophecy and what I wanted to uh, talk about, I'm going down my timeline here a little bit. We'll kind of just jump from topic to topic. And probably in about 15 minutes or so on the other side of the break, I'll get into uh, my next article that I did, Phil Lawler's Magical Novus Ordo Carpet Ride. A little bit of sense of humor there. But how about anti-Pope Francis, folks, just yesterday saying, the Holy Spirit is a disaster because he never tires of being created, as if that statement makes any semblance of sense. 
you know, is this man just lost it, or is he a free, or is he a Freemasonic infiltrator, as I propose to you? I mean, he gives all the hand signs. He teaches like a Mason, that's for sure. He's been teaching Freemasonry since Vatican II. But think about that. I mean, even to even joke around about that. This Holy Spirit is a disaster, he says, because he never tires of being creative. And he drew laughter from the group gathered there at Paul the Sixth Hall. And I remind you all, this Paul the Sixth Hall is where they have that big, like, serpent head-looking thing that I know many of you are, like, posting all over my social media. I've covered it before in times past, but I know you guys like to post that a little bit more than I do. But, yeah, that that serpent-looking room. Here they are, making fun of the Holy Spirit, taking a jab at the Holy Ghost. This is what's happening. This is the times that we live in, folks. This is happening right before your eyes. We have to just own up to it. We have to just continue to press on like soldiers. How about Francis also indicating he wants Germans to find a unanimous solution on the intercommunion peace, if you will. How about just follow Catholic teaching, you noob? Can't you just do that? Can't you just follow what the church has always taught? Like, what planet is Francis from? Honestly, I should do that as a poll. What planet is he from? I mean, the buffoonery just goes on and on. Now we're taking, like, some some kind of democratic poll <laughs> to obtain a solution. For inner communion with heretics. Heretics begetting heretics. Heretics getting together with heretics. Better get out of those Vatican II churches, my friend. I also indicated that I wanted to get into the real false prophet. It's not Francis, as some of some people are suggesting, was coming beyond Francis. Probably the next step, you know, because I believe that Francis may quote unquote resign, step to the side. Uh, it's everything's really predicated upon the next major prophetic piece. That'll be the economic collapse and all these revolutions and civil wars happen, including here in the West. Uh, you'll, ha- you'll have them happen in Europe. This is when Benedict XVI will flee. And then you'll have this character arrive onto the scene saying, you know, I'm over the Christian churches now and I will lead you into the new age. I will lead you, you know, going forward. This, this will be your biblical false prophet who, in my opinion, is called the, Well, he's called the Master Jesus in esoteric circles. He's one of the sidekicks of Antichrist, Maitreya, who's got these ascended masters around him who will help teach humanity how to evolve and progress with the times. Uh, Real name, I think, is Yeshua ben Joseph. I believe that's his real name uh, in looking into the matter more. So we have to know our enemy, right? I mean, going into this battle, if you don't know who the enemy is, where he is, what he's up to, you're, 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 you're in trouble. So this particular message, it's a March message, and they typically put out messages like every, they're usually behind a month or two, and they haven't even put out their new, uh, the new one for April. That's how far behind they are. As a matter of fact, as I'm talking, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Nope, they still haven't pu- published April's. So they're still a little bit behind. Uh, But nevertheless, this particular message is called A Change Towards Unity and how ironic considering we were were talking earlier about how Vatican II has a false sense of unity. They want a united humanity on the natural level. They need to get people from all religions to embrace their religion 
which is the religion of self. And again, one of which will be this counterfeit baptism. It will be this Luciferian mark, which you all should be aware of. And no man can buy or sell. They can't do anything formally in society without this mark. It's really goes above and beyond that. You won't be able to get health care. You basically won't be able to hold a job, obviously. A lot more places are now utilizing microchip technology, and, and some businesses are, are employing it right now, people taking microchips, as bizarre as that sounds. Probably haven't heard it because you're spending too much time watching mainstream news. So what this particular false prophet says, the biblical false prophet, he goes on to say this in his message, when men eventually take stock at the present situation, they must surely admit that all is not well for humanity, politically, economically, socially, environmentally. Conditions are filled with problems which test the resources of all countries uh, to the limit. And uh, before I even go any further, this is why the New World Order is socialist. This is why what Vatican II is teaching is socialist by means of quote-unquote social doctrine. The social doctrine program of Vatican II is exactly the same as the Antichrist. If you go and take and, and put on the left side of a piece of paper what Francis and, and, and since Vatican II, what they've been saying uh, in terms of social doctrine, and you go to the Antichrist Matreya's page, I put that on the right-hand side, you're going to say, well, there's no difference. Yeah, and that's that's a red flag. <laughs> that's not good. People are being set up for this legitimate redistribution of wealth in which you'll have the Antichrist who will be in charge of the UN, who will disseminate through the various nations what other nations ought to get. So, you know, basically he'll go in and say to America, we need your five apples. You know, Venezuela's only got one apple. Give us two of your apples. And they'll shift our apples so they can have more apples. <laughs> this is not Catholic teaching, folks. I always get a kick out of people who tell me Jesus, you know, was a socialist. Baloney. The Catholic Church has infallibly condemned the notion of socialism and communism. You can't be a socialist or a communist and be a Christian. To think otherwise puts yourself outside the church, and you're going to have a very angry Jesus staring at you when you die. Forget about all the other sins. Just on that basis right there, you will die and go to hell. Now, the uh, Master Jesus here, false prophet says, even those countries which seem to be economically dominant at the present time have problems which deny them the ease their wealth implies. What is preventing the nations from achieving a degree of balance and well-being, he asks? Why do even old, rich, and experienced nations plunge suddenly into chaos and strife? Why the pain and struggle for so many what prevents a greater sense and expression of unity? Does that sound like any kind of unity that the Catholic uh, Church would teach? And again, this is going to come on to the, to the mainstream here now in the not-so-distant future. This is why we're putting out a pre-warning. It's all unity based on the economic level. It ties in exactly with what's been going on in the Vatican. And, and it came from not only Francis, but Benedict XVI. Uh, going back even with John Paul II, this new world order that they supported is entirely based upon naturalist slash economic principles. It has nothing to do with the social kingship of Jesus Christ, with true social teachings of the church. This is a communist ploy. It's in their communist manifesto. This is why the Vatican has gone green, so to speak, and is essentially, uh, you know, Rewriting or re-saying, re-echoing 
the Agenda 21 program of the UN. How, how are people in the conciliar church not seeing this? I mean, like, how many hours of video games must you be playing not to see this? How many episodes do you have to be rewatching of The Lost? How many stupid comedies and movies must you be watching to just sweep this aside and not care about the faith? Well, like I said, it, it all gets paid up in the end. You're supposed to know your faith. You're supposed to apply your faith. You've got to stand up for the faith. got to do all three. Knowing your faith really is, is not enough. It isn't enough. Faith without works is dead. We've got to go out there and expose the heretics of Vatican II. We've got to talk out uh, against the, the prelates and popes of our times. To remain in silence would be mortal sin. Ask St. Catherine of Siena, who said similar in her times, during the schism of her times. She started banging on the door of the monasteries and told the, the monks, basically, get off your duffs. It's time to get to work. And so this is my ploy to you. It's time to get out there and get to work. You want to remain silent? You want to remain quiet? Then you can stay with the enemy. He goes on to say the false prophet, the answer to the, to the questions that were talked about are many and varied, but the single inclusive factor is the time, the moment in Earth's history in which they are being asked. The time is like none other in the history of the world. The changes taking place are momentous beyond human comprehension will alter life as we know it profoundly and forever. You could say that again. On every plane, these changes are taking place, some slowly, even in the very fabric of the Earth's crust, others in a growing momentum which challenges men's capacity for correct response. Useless in this context are the tired, are these tired ideas of backward-looking politicians steeped in the glamours of position and power, Today, it is the people who are ahead of their leaders, right? The will of the people, the whole Masonic concept of will of the people as opposed to will of God. He says, they are voicing aloud their understanding and needs. In country after country, the voice of the people is becoming more focused and distinct. Millions are now educated and sure of their needs, peace, work, and hope in the future. By the way, before I go any further, the Jews and the New World Order are very much behind the revolutionaries. So when you see these anonymous movements and all these revolutionary-type movements from the false right crowd that seem to be really great and I need to get them behind it, guess who's behind that? They control both sides of the fence. Sorry. So the revolutionaries will crash and burn. Obviously, we'll sit back and wait for God to kind of clear the deck, so to speak, so we can get out there and operate at the proper moment in time as eagles, but the revolutionaries are going to crash and burn. False prophet says they now, they know, excuse me, they are not alone in the world, but have millions of brothers and sisters everywhere with the same problems and needs in this way, even if unaware of Maitreya's presence and teachings. They are responding to Maitreya's energy and his influence and building this framework of the future. So again, you know, I've always been asked who, Maitreya is like what specific person is he you know to be identified in the world today I suggest to you it's no one I mean he's still kind of off to the side we we don't really know uh, who he is from my perspective the world is being staged for his arrival I don't think he's on the scene yet he will be on the scene in in the not so distant future perhaps even by year's end Um, 2019 I think it would be a little bit too much of a strong suggestion to say by the end of this year, but who knows? Maybe the economic collapse does happen in the next month or two. Then it would be quite possible. We'll have to see uh, how it does play out. 
what I would like to do is I want to continue to go through my timeline, folks. Again, if you have uh, would like to call in tonight, 917-932-8689. Handle your questions, comments, things you're seeing, what's going on in your diocese, uh, so on and so forth. Again, get to the website, tradcatnight.blogspot.com daily. Again, this is an information war, so please click that PayPal button. Get behind this apostolate. We go and grow as your charity flows on the other side of the upcoming break. I'd like to get into more of what I'm relaying on my timeline, uh, but I would also like to get into uh, another article that I wrote uh, April 30th concerning Phil Lawler's magical Novus Ordo carpet ride. So I hope you all stay tuned here on this May 5th, 2018. We continue on in our fight against modernism, against the Freemasons who have infiltrated the church. We'll continue to expose the emerging one world church of apostasy. Souls are on the line, folks. Stay tuned.
We are back, folks. This is TCK Live. I am your host, Eric Kajewski, from the website tradcatnight.blogspot.com. Folks, I want to pick back up where I left off in terms of my timeline. What I'm going to do is we'll cover a little bit more news here. And then after my next break, which will be the last break for this evening at 930, I'll get into uh, the Phil Lawler article, kind of exposing more of the neo-cats of our time who simply don't understand uh, the depth and level of this apostasy. Again, this crisis runs far deeper than Francis. And, you know, we've been warned by previous prophets of the time, so to speak, such as Venerable Holzhauser, who was basically looking ahead and looking at our times and just noting how you know, every bishop and, and, and layman who, who was out there was seemingly trying to pass off all of the heresy that's been happening in the, in the conciliar church and making it seem like, you know, it's not that bad. It's not heresy. A lot of excuse making. And that's what you find for a lot of these well-paid uh, apologists. And of course, the, you know, just the bishops in the church, many of whom probably are Freemasons to begin with. Uh, certainly within the cardinal ranks, uh, probably about a third, as Leo Zagami has uh, been on my show and reported, ties in with scripture, one third of the stars falling, et cetera, et cetera. I believe John Paul II even uh, mentioned that when speaking about the message of Fatima as well. Uh, but to get back to some of the news, we've got a diocese uh, in Buffalo denying an SSPX couple to becoming a godparents. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> who is out of communion with the faith we must ask if Vatican II is representative of the cult of man which is Freemasonry if we can properly identify the heresies in Vatican II which these people simply don't want to who is out of communion it's the authoritative figures it's the quote unquote mainstream churches it's the diocese this is the apostasy folks that precedes the arrival of the one world religion, the false prophet, and the Antichrist. So apparently this married couple attending mass in the churches, the SSPX in New York, was denied to be godparents of their niece in a Buffalo diocese. It was reported upon the SSPX website made first. That decision was made by heretic sister Regina Murphy, the interim chancellor of the diocese, and confirmed by Bishop Edward Gross. Sister Regina wrote that the couple that the couple practices its Catholic faith within a church that is not in union with the Church of Rome and which has rejected the absolute authority of the Holy Father and many of the reforms of the Second Vatican Council, yada yada yada. Uh well, first of all, listen. Let's let's backtrack here a little bit. Vatican II A wasn't a dogmatic council, even the Conciliar Popes said that. It's merely pastoral. And on the pastoral level, we have to ask ourselves the question, can a Catholic follow illicit teachings, illicit teachings which are obviously Freemasonic, free if you know them to be Freemasonic, free and teachings which were just previously condemned by the magisterium? The answer is no. So we've got a problem now. Do we go with the authoritative figures and the majority, so to speak? Do we follow along like every other lemming, or do we hold firm in the ground? And B, St. Athanasius's. Well, you obviously know the answer to that. 
So we are in union with the faith while heretic sister Regina is outside of the faith, objectively speaking. She's a pretend Catholic. She's a Novus Ordine. In terms of rejecting the absolute authority, that's not true at all. I mean, I even recognize uh, Benedict XVI to be the true Pope, even though he taught material heresy. This would not be enough for him to lose office, so say the esteemed theologians. That's the premise that I uh, follow and stick to. Uh, I do believe that a true and holy Pope is coming on the other side of the storm or coinciding, if you will, with, with, with some prophetic events about here to happen, and he will be the one to lead us through the tribulation as St. John Bosco references and so many other Catholic prophecies, but it's going to start turning here slowly, obviously, with all of the disasters which are about to happen. So in terms of rejecting the authority of the Pope, nope. Good try, though. Goodness, I eat these Novus Ordites up like lunch. I would love to get her on the show. She wouldn't last 10 minutes on this program. But these are the people you have to avoid, folks. It's very sad. These people are clueless. They don't know Catholic doctrine. you got to stick, hold the faith, stick with Jesus, stick with tradition, avoid these material heretics. Let them call, call us what they want. There's a reason why God is going to allow the great persecution, as I've mentioned. He's going to allow the communists, he's going to allow the New World Order to walk in and close the churches of people like Sister Regina. And it's well-deserved. Well-deserved. We deserve what we're about to get. Another Nova Sordo news, how about Cardinal de Kessel wanting the church to accept homosexual fornication. Yes, according to Gloria TV, the church must respect homosexuals more, also in their experience of sexuality, said Brussels Cardinal Joseph de Kessel, who obviously is an enemy of the Catholic Church. According to the gay propaganda webpage, hlwm.be, de Kessel claimed that the condemnation of homosexual acts is no longer sustainable. So here we go. More and more watering down, more and more breakdown of Catholic doctrine. You knew it was coming. De Kessel referred to Francis's words such as, who am I to judge? Man, would I love to face some of these cardinals face to face. Ooh, the talons would come out. When he was faced with homosexual allegations against one of his collaborators, this is what Francis said. Of course, this is what De Kessel is now preaching as well, De Kessel admitted that he himself 20 years ago would have spoken differently about homosexuality and we would follow the teaching of the New Testament and the church. According to De Kessel, the dying church in Europe has changed for the better. But the church in Eastern Europe, Africa, and Asia is not yet included. He's probably referring specifically to Germany where it's like, my goodness, poor Germans out there. Where, where do you even go? Is there is there any even valid place to go in Germany anymore to get to Mass? Unbelievable what is happening uh, in the church today, folks. How about on the state side of things? We've got French president. He's obviously a New World Order puppet. Macron wanting to form a 10-nation coalition for future emergencies. Hmm, does that sound familiar? From prophecy, 10 nations, Europe. Impatient with German foot-dragging and defense, French President Macron will bring together a 10-nation coalition 
of the Willing Next Month, designed to prepare European armed forces to take action together in emergency situations and to bind Britain into military cooperation as it leaves the EU. Defense ministers of France, the UK, Germany, Italy, Spain, the Netherlands, Belgium, Portugal, Denmark, and Estonia will sign a letter of this intent in Paris in June. Wow. What emergency could they be talking about? Perhaps Russia losing it? (laughs) And Russia will overrun Europe. It's part of Catholic prophecy. I think this particular piece uh, went under the radar. Most Catholics miss this, let alone uh, people just in general. About Mark of the Beast Watch news. A Mark of the Beast forerunner happening in India as we speak, seeking to build an identification system of unprecedented scope. India is scanning the fingerprints, eyes, and faces of its 1.3 billion residents and connecting the data to everything from welfare benefits to mobile phones. Wow. Orwell's big brother is here, folks. It's getting worse and worse in every city In America, more and more facial recognition now being employed in the various airports of this country and even in your various cities. Cameras are being set up where you think cameras are not being set up. About the NSA spying through various smartphones and computers and TVs. I also wanted to talk briefly as we're moving along here this evening. On the Vatican slash Trump Religious Liberty Alliance, again, as I mentioned, Americanism is a heresy condemned by the church. It was brought over into Vatican II as Archbishop Lefebvre uh, basically told the world after the fact. He was one of the original individuals to put together an orthodox schema for Vatican II that obviously was overrun by the enemy. And we obviously know which way things have been going since Vatican II. Uh, and so, again, as I've always mentioned, America has always been a Masonic country. Trump is another Masonic 33rd degree Scottish Freemason. Religious liberty is a heresy that is now not only being promoted by America, but by the infiltrated Vatican. And yes, even demi, demigod Trump. Uh, and so, you know, it went through a speech and this was, well, oh goodness, what day was this? May 3rd, National Day of Prayer. And of course, he had to basically include just a general label, people of all faiths. So if you had faith in something, whatever it was, faith in ding-dongs, faith in tree, faith in not having faith, faith in Buddha, it's not just Christians. This is what people get wrong. Oh, but Trump said, you know, America is Christian. And see, he's so nice to Christians. Uh, you could be a Mason and be a, and be a quote-unquote Christian according to their belief system. We know that to not be the case from our true Christian perspective. So a lot of them hide behind the Christian label. They're pretenders. They're of the false right crowd. He's speaking to people of all faiths, which would obviously include false faiths, false religions, false sects. Time for people to wake up here in America. What about this article? U.S. Army admits that it secretly dispersed germs in 239 locations across America, exposing many thousands of unsuspecting citizens. And I believe this was done by 
Rachel Blevins, uh, well-respected author over at, I think it's Freedom Thought Project, something like that. But basically, the U.S. Army has admitted that it secretly conducted at least 239 germ warfare tests in various locations across this country. So people who go around saying chemtrails, our government would never do that. Yeah, okay. Keep watching your Fox News. Keep watching your mainstream news. Nothing to see here. Those are real clouds. They're just contrails. Ugh. When you have people who cannot critically think, who cannot put two and two together, you get the blind lemmings, whether it's those in the conciliar church or just in general. This is what is being pumped out of our society. They're simply being raised, if you will, to follow the Antichrist, to follow orders, obey, obey, obey. Same false principles in the conciliar church are out and abroad. There are a lot of people, folks, who are you know, under the days of Noah headline, human cloning is becoming more and more of a reality. I mean, it certainly is going on to some degree, but uh, human clone fears as neuroscientists create life from nothing. This was a very big article that came out in the Express over there in the UK, but scientists have created a living embryo in a laboratory without using an egg or sperm and groundbreaking, but hugely controversial experiments. You think? Again, man trying to play God. The experimental research combined two types of stem cells and created a viable embryo, they say, which uh, the team say would provide an unlimited stock for medical research, of course. And it would be used to the advantage, uh, you know, for humanity, right? Just like everything else they're doing, just like the socialist program that they say will benefit us and so on and so forth. Now do you understand why God must intervene like he did during the days of Noah? He has to intervene. There's no way out of this, humanly speaking, from a Catholic, proper Christian perspective. Getting back to the church side of news and Nova Sword of news, German church openly admits what everybody truly truly already knew. Traditionalists already knew this, but Protestant communion was introduced a long time ago. And Germany has long been a well-functioning practice that Protestants in a mixed marriage receive Holy Communion, said Thomas Sternberg, Deutschlandfunk, on May 3rd. Sternberg is the head of the Central Committee of German Catholics, quote-unquote, the highest committee of lay Catholics in this rotten German church. The recent document of the German bishops is for Sternberg just a sanctification of the common abuse. However, Sternberg has said only half of the truth, the German Holy Communion, if you will, has been distributed for years to every Protestant who asks for it, right? So no longer do they have to repent of their heresy and go to confession and then receive communion. Yikes. Germany. Again, is there a worse country out there? (laughs) Germany? I mean, I know the USA is bad. But goodness. Caution, Francis speaks. Francis's brilliant plan for world peace. Drum roll, please. Banning of all weapons. This is his plan. Is this what Fatima said? Are are the conciliar popes obey Our Lady? Absolutely not. 
I certainly w- wouldn't want to go to my grave not obeying Our Lady. I sure hope that those who have gone before us who have been disobeying Our Lady have. That would definitely be a sin which would exclude you from the beatific vision. Fatima said the key to world peace is going to be through the consecration of Russia by the Pope in union with all the bishops. We know it's going to be done late. We know it's going to be done after war. Pope, uh, Francis can't do it because he's not even the true Pope. An anti-Pope couldn't do it. It's not going to come from Benedict Sixteenth. It'll be too late. He'll be scurrying and running, fleeing Castle Gandalfo here soon and fleeing Rome, in my humble opinion. It'll be done by his successor. It'll be done late. It will be done, though. This is the key to world peace, that nations become Catholic, Catholic again. Jesus prayed that we would all be one. And this constitutes us being on the same page doctrinally, holding the same norm of faith, the conciliar church's notion of world peace and prosperity, <clears throat> right? Their socialist gospel bringing people together on the natural level with its phony baloney social justice programs, immigration agenda, the green agenda, environmentalism. Let's take care of the earth. Pagans are good. Atheists are good. Let's all just get along. Let's push aside dogma. Quit being too nasty, Eric. You nasty traditionalists, you Pharisees who want to hold to doctrine. These types of people stand no chance before our Lord. They stand no chance, objectively speaking. Geopolitical expert Charles Nenner says that with the coming financial crisis, it's going to be a bloodbath. And this is a no-brainer. This follows, obviously, Catholic prophecy. It also, you know, it follows Scripture. Distress of nations. You're seeing more nations fall apart. Take a look at Greece. Take a look at Venezuela. Take a look at Brazil. Take a look at these socialist countries, and we're becoming more and more socialist too. The economic collapse will happen here. It must happen, as Antichrist Maitreya says, and then they're going to start to really, really move forward uh, with implementing their one world chip system. You know, involving cryptocurrencies, the digital economy, grafting everything together, social credit system, all of it, 5G, blockchain, it all interconnects. That's why I cover all of these topics at Tradcat Night, and I've had some of the top guests on in these areas, so you can own a, and understand it. it's these times. You know, it's not two or three decades from, from now. It's, like, it's right in front of us, and God is just in his mercy giving us a little more time so people can wake up. That's it. But anyway, Charles Nenner, this geopolitical expert and financial psychoanalyst, says the coming financial crisis will see the Dow Jones around 5,000. That's interesting. I've had some of the top economic experts, financial analysts on my program, and they say we'll kind of probably fall between 7 to 10. He's saying 5, which is even lower. He went on to say it's going to be very, very bad, yet he remains dollar positive. Nenner said the coming financial crisis will be very bad. Uh, he called for this 5K uh, ultimate drop. He still is calling for it, and it's going to be a bloodbath. Well, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out that here in our welfare state of America, 
with so many people, the 75 to 80% of people living paycheck to paycheck, so many people in the inner cities <clears throat> living off of food stamps. What happens when this all collapses? People can't get food and water. Your Walmarts will basically turn into giant FEMA camps where they'll be legitimately redistributing whatever they want you to have. Monsanto food, get your vaccines there. It's kind of like what you're getting at your Walgreens already now. This is where it's headed. Everything collapses. So you better start preparing now. And that's one of my notes that I had here for this evening. I don't think I'm going to have much time to talk about it. But just prepping for the long haul. Uh, One of the principles of being an eagle is being to be able to adapt to your times. To be able to change. Not theologically, but I'm just speaking like in a literal sense now. Start growing the garden. Start getting off of the grid. Start putting together your, your, your medical kits. Start getting together in your communities. Everything's going to be more localized. We're going to go to a local bartering system. Start honing your skills, whatever skills they may be. For women, take a look at what your, your, your grandmother's skills she may have had. All those skills that are kind of now mocked by your modern, you know, modern feminists and all that. The high heel wearing Gucci purse girls, they're going to lose their minds. If they, you know, they're, gonna, they're not going to be able to process what's happening as, as America just starts to fall apart at the seams, right? You start attacking the economy, then the materials start falling apart. People get desperate. People get panicked. You know what's going to happen in the inner cities. It's going to be a bloodbath. Unfortunately, God has to allow it to come to this level so that he can get people back to the true faith. So people can return to a truly Christian living. This is what he wants. Now I'm going to take a quick break here, folks. Um, What I would like to do is, on the other side of the break, I'm going to get into my article, Phil Lawler's Magical Novus Ordo Carpet Ride. I will explain on the other side of the break. Uh, Again, folks, get to tradcatnight.blogspot.com. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns, things you're seeing uh, with Francis, things you're seeing in the diocese, call in 917-932-8689. This is Open Lines weekend for the entire weekend. We'll be doing this again tomorrow as well. I'll cover a few more of my more recent articles, and we'll be covering more of what's been happening in the conciliar church uh, and in the world, picking back up again tomorrow. Um I hope you all are uh, enjoying the program tonight. We're going to take about, let's see, we'll probably be about a five to six minute break here. And I will see you on the other side and we will pick back up. This is Tradcat Night Live.
We are back, folks. This is Trad Cat Night Alive. This is our last segment of about well, nearly a half hour. If you've got uh, something you'd like to say, question, comment, uh, things that are going on in your diocese, if you'd like to comment on Francis's latest buffoonery, chime in. The number is 917-932-8689. Uh, I am now going to pick up with one of my latest articles. And this was in response to an article of Novus Ordite Phil Lawlers, who apparently is featured in, in on various Neocat publications such as LifeSite News uh, and others. And just in general, as you know, these conservative Novus Ordo apologist websites and prelates live in their acid-tripping conciliar world in which they invent in their minds that which they believe to be Catholic when it is not. So this whole hermeneutics of continuity, it's kind of like uh, an acid-tripping Woodstock event. <laughs> and I tried to relate it in a more comical, satirical, um, in, in a more satirical fashion uh, to some songs, you know, way back when, uh, Looking Out My Back Door by Credence, then obviously... Uh, magic carpet ride again what what they think is catholic when they look outside their nova sordo back door they believe it to be catholic because the authorities say it is catholic whence it is not catholic because the catholic church before vatican ii said it wasn't catholic does that make sense <laughs> when the church condemns something on the matters of morals and faith it's done it's over with no pope can go against that we've, we've not only had the council go against um what the church has always said in areas uh, of the faith, but then also the, the popes specifically. So there's seemingly not a day doesn't go by, my good friends, that you find some comical article found on one of these conservative Novus Ordo outlets. And I was moving through the news uh, within this past week, and one that stood out to me very vibrantly on the neo-Catholic website, LifeSite News. Uh, was this particular article written by Phil Lawler, and it was entitled, Yes, the Pope is Catholic, but he is confusing others. Wow, I know that's deep. Let's break this down a little bit. Now, in this delusional outtake on anti-Pope Francis, he cites another charismatic novice ordite, Mark Mallet, and tries to spin Dr. Francis' doctrine into making it sounding, sounding like Francis actually teaches Catholicism and not the Novus Ordo religion. However, awake fools, true traditionalists, true counter-revolutionaries, those few, right, who were identified by Our Lady of La Salette, she, she said that very clearly, that it would be few, and obviously relaying it from Scripture, we know few would keep the faith in the end, via what our Lord said in Luke, think ye when the Son of Man cometh, will we find faith uh, upon the earth? The few, the few who see clearly. We are not fooled. Now, are we talking about the same supposed pope who has said heretically that communists make the best Christians? This is the same supposed pope who said heretically that the old covenant was not revoked. And his good buddy Scott Hahn picked up on it and ran with it as well. Both are heretics on that question alone. This is the same supposed pope who tells the would-be faithful to not try and attempt to convert anyone. 
Is this the same supposed pope who thinks Protestants are in the body of Christ and that heretics dying for Jesus can be seen as martyrs, otherwise known as the ecumenism of blood? <laughs> Completely heretical. Goes against everything the church fathers said. Throw in St. Thomas Aquinas. Throw in St. Augustine. Is this the same supposed pope who thinks you can have two popes reigning at one time? Yes, he did say that at one point. Are we talking about the same person here? Yikes. What cave has Phil Lawler and these other neocats, false trads, have been hiding in? Did he just land from Mars to our planet and just pick up and recirculate some, you know, crux article or something? And pretend that Francis is teaching Catholicism? I guess we are talking about the same quote-unquote Pope who openly said he might be the one to cause the formal schism in the church, fulfilling Catholic end-time prophecy. He did say that as well. I must stop there. As you know, I could go on and on and on with all the heresies of Vatican II. And nope, Francis. Let's point out some errors of Lawler and how these neocats work and operate, if we can, to some degree. I hope you have your sense of humor smiles ready. Join me on this journey that we shall call Lawler's Magical Novus Ordo Carpet Ride. Now, what about this implication that Francis is not teaching heresy? This says it all. It is clear that these individuals have no idea no idea what it is to be Catholic at this point. The differences between the Catholic religion and the Vatican II Novus Ordo religion. There's some serious used car salesman pitch going on by Lawler in this particular article, which is trying to defend Francis, which is what they do. A lot of these people often get paid large sums of money to do so. And they're very bad at it. <laughs> very bad at it. The Mark Shays of the world, if you will. Not only does Francis teach heresy, it becomes very difficult to even keep up with all of Francis's latest novelty. The fact is, Lawler, unfortunately, is just as clueless as Francis. The neocats refuse to show the public reality of the statements that Francis is truly vomiting out. They only take the positives, which will correspond with you know what comes out of the mouth that corresponds with church teaching. They'll, they'll say that, of course, but then they'll leave out all the heresies <laughs> and all the novelties. Unfortunately, the Novus Ordo folk have to, because if ha- they have to come up with some angle, some delusional narrative, to, to make it seem like everything is A-OK in Novus Ordo land. Yes, these false Catholics paint a very delusional picture of what is truly going on in the church. It's like an acid trip. It's like taking a hit of LSD. Again, wait till Father Kramer's highly anticipated book on a heretic pope comes out. He has documented everything, as I have with Francis. I am going to call a spade a spade. Phil Lawler cannot. These other neocats, they cannot. Because they have to make it seem like it's okay to be in the conciliar church. It is not. It's loaded with heresy. Modernist double-mindedness, you say? Now, in this abysmal article in question of Lawler, which appeared on LifeSite News, he assumes that Francis should know there is a hell and 
People like Lawler do not want to see Francis for who he really is by way of his false teachings. Uh, Francis has often denied hell. Uh, this wasn't the first time, right, this, this recent allusion to what Francis had uh, said in relation to, uh, you know, the annihilation of souls, et cetera, et cetera. It wasn't the first time. He's, he said it before in times past. Father Kramer's covered that. I mean, other true traditionalists have. We are calling a spade a spade. Francis, like any true modernist, loves to speak out of both sides of his mouth. One day it is one thing, the next day it is another. Clearly, Lawler should reread, and the rest of the neo-cat ilk should reread Pope St. Pius X and Paciendi, if he's to have any hopes of understanding how the enemy works and operates, and they are embedded in the upper echelons of the church, seated in Rome, the unholy sea. At least Lawler recognizes Francis should come out, should have just come out and denied this particular statement, which he did not, of course. This is how these snakes operate, though. They know this ahead of time. But welcome to the Novus Ordo, where the theology is made up and the heresy doesn't matter. Francis is sometimes confused, he says, and is just confusing others. Nope, that's not the reality, folks. Francis is a snake. He's a Freemasonic infiltrator. He's a modernist. He teaches heresy upon heresy. It is the neocats who are being very disingenuous. Again, people like Lauder, they wouldn't last 15 minutes on my program. We have all this stuff documented. They would, they would tap out. I've done this before in times past. I used to do it, but it just... It became just a waste of time, you know, trying to debate people in the conciliar church, whether it was a particular priest or a bishop or some of these apologists. You know, they just tap out after about 10 or 15 minutes because I, I don't allow them to go on with their BS. And then I start getting very demonstrative and loud with them, and then they'll just call the crazy card and they'll tap out. And they have to because they don't have a leg to stand on. That's how it works. You have to be demonstrative against these material heretics so that they can convert, hopefully. Venerable Hoshauser said of evil times that we would have prelates and laymen, as I mentioned before, alike who would make up and invent excuses all day long for the heresies that were abiding in the church. And we are clearly living this out. You can't get a straight answer from these conservative Novus Ordo apologists. You truly can't. They are not living the truth of the situation out, and thus they are denying people real charity and allowing people who lead read LifeSite News to live in this kind of acid-tripping Novus Ordo world in which they've conjured up to make people believe that this is actually Catholicism when it's not. He also said that no one would dare implicate, you know, JP2 or B16 for heresy. Uh, hello? That's what real Catholics actually have been doing for quite some time now, <laughs> including Archbishop Lefebvre. The Vatican II popes taught material heresy under the guise of Catholicism. This is clear. The hermeneutics of cont continuity, if you will, is just a humpty-dumpty phrase thrown out there to try and attempt to try to make black equal to white. Black, black and white don't mix. They throw that equal sign in there, if you will. The hermeneutics of continuity, they say they have the authority. doesn't matter. White is still white. Black is still black. Catholicism is still Catholicism. Vatican II is still teaching the Novus Ordo religion. It's two, it's oil and water. They don't mix. And they are attempting to do that, and they're staging it along so that in the final analysis, 
the dogma of faith will ultimately be completely taken away and they will force men to take this mark of the beast. And that's the end of, the, of Christian society onward removed with the antichrist, the Jewish one world socialist Republic. So it's, it's a wonderful plan by them to keep people, to keep Christians locked in, you know, Catholics and, and you know, quote unquote Catholics locked into this, system in which they think is Catholic, move them along under false obedience until the very last second. And then, you know, as scripture says, as prophecy indicates, the majority are still going to go along with the Antichrist. That's frightening to think about. It's going to be a minority who, who, who don't go along with the program, so to speak. This is simply another statement by Lawler, which proves you cannot trust LifeSite News for your theological news slash analysis for the day. They go around building up people like Cardinal Burke as some type of orthodox cardinal who's bowling, resisting liberal Francis, when in fact, hello, Cardinal Burke is too a liberal himself who follows the illicit teachings of the Diabolical Council of Vatican II. As I mentioned before earlier in this broadcast, some of the areas of uh, Freemasonry, right to religious liberty, liberty of conscience, Americanism, freedom of press, speech, false ecumenism, separation of church and state are to just name a few of these illicit teachings that the pre-Vatican two popes slash church have condemned. So is Lawler ignorant? Is he being disingenuous? It doesn't really matter, objectively speaking. These material heretics take a hit off of the council, if you will, and see things which aren't really there or they simply are just guilty by omission, leaving out what particular priests, prelates, and popes are actually really saying. We're not misconstruing anything. That's the basically, that's the card that they have to use, which you find in neocad circles, because that's the only real angle that that they have. Oh, you're just misconstruing, you know, Vatican. No, nope. you know, I'm not a dummy, uh, you know. I was, I was able to move through the educational system by God's grace and, and get an advanced degree and, and do very well for myself uh, by the age in my late 20s, you know, in the world, so to speak. I, could, I used to call out BS immediately working in the retail business and pick up on people. And I know when people are BSing and when they're not. And what's been going on since Vatican II is BS. And people trying to defend it are even worse than BS. They're living in another world, which they perceive to be Catholic, because in our times, it's, it's, com- it's a complete redefined Catholic, as I mentioned last on last week's show, again, the, the new Catholic. Even Blessed Anna Emmerich made mention of that. And again, you can't be a new Catholic. You're either Catholic or you aren't. There's no such thing as a Novus Ordo Catholic, objectively speaking. They're living in another religion. They're living in a total something completely alien to our faith. It's an acid trip journey, this Vatican II. Bother me tomorrow, today I find no sorrow, says the song. Do, 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 looking out my Novus Ordo back door. This magical Novus Ordo carpet ride where there is no heresy, Everything is A-OK in Vatican II land. Sing along with me, folks. Probably don't know the words. Just made them up last week. You don't know what you can find. Come with me, little girl, in our endless denial of heresy of every kind. 
You don't know what you might find. Perhaps soon, communion for Protestants, women deacons and priests, and an end to priestly celibacy. Yes, welcome to the Novus Ordo Fun Factory, where heresy is something that we choose simply not to see. Look inside, girl, with our modernist phenomenology. Yikes, it's frightening out there, folks. Get your house ready. Prepare yourself for the tribulation coming. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be something else altogether reckoned with when you really truly sit back and and just realize how lost humanity is, how clueless people are in the conciliar church. And I'm not just talking about the laymen. It'd be one thing if if the the majority of laymen were awake. Uh, I I would say we have some combating chance uh, as we did, you know, during the Aryan crisis. But, you know, when people are as clueless and dumbed down as they are, especially here in America, I would imagine it's equally as bad in Europe. Can't say I've never been there, but, you know, bottom line is we've got an awful lot of prayer to do, an awful lot more sacrifice to do, an awful lot more reparation to make. Um, do your best to be of good witness to the truth. You're going to have to be blunt at times. Again, it's a, it's a fine line, you know, like well, at what point, do you just say, you know, not to give up necessarily on trying to convert anyone, but you got to be prudent and not mixing it up with these people and to make it seem like these people are okay. You can't, you know, and I'm, I find that out the, the hard way. I'll talk about this a little bit more uh, situation that has rose, you know, even here in my own community. And I mentioned this on last broadcast where, you know, Eric, you and the rest of the, you, your quote unquote separatists, you know, you need to come back into the church. Well, again, as I mentioned, you can't go where heresy is and be outside of communing there. I've actually tried to wake up people in my area and distribute pamphlets and hand out cards and help them understand, you know, from scripture tradition through approved Marian apparitions through prophecy, how that what's going on in the church now uh, is not Catholic to show the difference. And you just get ridiculed. You get called crazy. They can't, they can't really engage you on the theological level. And I'm talking about people now who have theological degrees, even they just can't, they don't have a leg to stand on. We can clearly prove them to be heretics easily. And this is why they have to run to the ad hominem. So, yeah, I mean, you do that, but are people listening? The answer is no, because they're always just going to hide behind the whole false obedience routine. And this is this is why God is going to allow the great persecution. He's he's going to get people out of those churches. Okay, you don't want to leave on the basis of principle. You know, you you, you in your heart you pr- probably know you shouldn't be there. You know, this is where heresy. So guess what? I'll just allow the communists <laughs> to to wreak worldwide domination. And I'll shut down the churches so that you can now understand how important it is to hold the faith and not to compromise, not to tamper with. So this whole notion that we're in schism is not true at all. It's the other way around. It's the considered church, which is teaching heresy materially and is in material schism. And there's there's not much more for the New World Order to do, really. Uh, there's not much more that they have to get across before the actual implementation of the counterfeit baptism, the mark of the beast. We're 50 years deep now into Vatican II. So basically, you know, most people alive now are basically just raised in the new religion, uh, which has been a part of their plan. It's not like you were going to go from Christ to antichrist in, you know, 
a matter of years. I mean, it's a process. It's boiling the frog slowly. And more and more pick, people pick up the venom. They identify the venom as something as Catholic. More and more people roll with it. And then, as that's growing, you have less and less people who are willing to stand up nobly and heroic. So really, the true saints of our times are those, uh, you know, when, when history looks back on it, I mean, you can completely scrap this whole nonsense of the Vatican II canonizations. That is a fact. I mean, you'll have a pope in, in, who's going to have to sort that mess out. I mean, not only make Vatican II null and void, as prophecy indicates, but, I mean, he's going to have to sort out that whole situation because, obviously, the new Catholic is not a true Catholic. And the whole concept of what heroic virtue is completely different when you're dealing with a, with a man-centered religion. And who knows, who knows what they're going to canonize? I mean, seriously, Dalai Lama, Luther, Darwin. Seriously, and I say that kind of sarcastically, but in a certain sense, I say it uh, in its proper sense. I mean, who, who are they going to canonize next? Would you want a canonization from the Conciliar Church? Heck, no. That's not to say there haven't been, you know, true or real saints that have been canonized. Of course, there, there's been some. Oh, my head spins when I start talking about this, folks. We've got another great show coming tomorrow. I'm going to finish off with two more articles I wrote this week. Uh, a lot more to get through as it relates to my timeline. We'll get into more prophecy-burning plague of Marie Julie Jehenny tomorrow. We'll talk more of the Jewish Noahide laws involving decapitation tomorrow. We'll talk more Freemasonry. Uh, again, I'll handle your calls if you have any uh, for me tomorrow. Next week, just taking a look at my schedule, we've got a talk on Planet X slash Earth Changes. I'll have Steve Olson, Terrell Blackstar on Next week on the 12th, Saturday, then Sunday, I'll have Patrick Wood on. We'll be talking technocracy, New World Order. Uh, we'll also be talking with Dr. Duke Pesta, handling things on the educational level, this breakdown in society, what the New World Order is trying to get across. Uh, should be fairly obvious on the educational level. And then just taking a quick look at my... Uh, agenda here as it relates to special guests next week we've got some economic guests we've got a guest that'll be covering uh the emerging police state we'll be covering organ harvesting uh with one particular guest i've got gerald salente on next week we'll be talking all kinds of stuff with him as well i've got another prominent uh economist that is featured quite often on fox business news daniel d d martino will be on so we've got another great round of guests. Uh, again, we're going to switch things up in June. As I mentioned, I'm going to be doing more news reporting, if you will, on the YouTube channel, uh, more solo shows. We'll see how it goes with the uh, Tradcat Night uh, live shows as well. Uh, and I'll make a determination if, if we should continue along with this or not with the live shows or not going on into the summertime. Um, but again, folks, I do ask you in this information war to get behind uh, Trad Cat Night. Uh, if you have been following this website for a while, you truly are learning. You're seeing how we're, we're unique. Uh, you see that I'm willing to call a spade a spade. Unfortunately, it makes makes me an enemy because I got to call out. Unfortunately, a, a lot of different people, and it's all done 
in charity and love. Do not fall for any of the rumors about me or Eric is of this or Eric is of that. This is what has to be purported out by people who I simply have had to, uh, I hate to use the word exposed, but just simply show where they're going wrong. And of course, there will be ad hominems to be returned in my favor to get people to stay away from me. And I can't tell you how many people have, you know, maybe left the website for, you know, half a year only to come back and realize it was stupid to have left even in the first place. So they come back and now they're, you know, actively donating, participating and sharing information. And so again, folks get to tradcatnight.blogspot.com. And really the last comment I wanted to make here in the last few minutes is, you know, as much as I harp on our country uh, being a Masonic country and how the right and left are both controlled and how Trump is a puppet, you know, lesser of two evils, but still uh, a puppet. Nevertheless, uh, I mentioned the judgment of nations, and obviously this is going to be coming uh, as it relates to the message of Fatima. World War Three, you know, obviously is on the horizon. It should be no surprise that, you know, you've got Russia telling its people to prepare for World War Three. You've got various European countries saying prepare Poland, Sweden, just to name a few. I mean, they know what's about to happen. I, I find it kind of interesting that still a lot of people here in this country think it's quite comical to be a prepper or some type of survivalist, if you will. And these poor people, you know, I don't, I really don't know what to say again. You know, I kind of just relay it to what happened during Noah's time. Well, Noah warned, warned, warned. Everyone basically made fun of him. You know how many people, very few people actually listened, stayed with inside the ark. Um, but the bottom line is, the majority were outside scratching and that's how it's going to be. Unfortunately, in your communities, you're going to have the majority who think, you know, nothing's really going to happen. It'll just kind of smooth over like it did in the eighties. There's no real, you know, big war coming. Obviously scripture says otherwise, obviously Catholic prophecy says otherwise. So these, you know, the Dr. Jim Willies of the world and some of these other nonsensical people who think this is just going to smooth out, smooth over in the end are only fooling themselves. Um, and it's people who are not preparing or who are going to be truly uh, a danger uh, to society on a certain level and to a certain degree, uh, because if you've got an area which very few people are preparing uh, and the majority aren't, as I mentioned, it's only going to lead to increased violence. When, when poop hits the fan, so to speak, most people are not going to be following the law of Christ. They're going to be following the law of the jungle. And as the sacraments are being taken away more readily by the New World Order, and people are turning more and more away from God due to self-love, that premise holds up. You're going to have more and more shootings, you know, more and more people uh, trying to get adequate resources for themselves and their families. It's going to be an everything goes type of situation. And that's what we're talking about, even on your local level. So people who think it's a joke, who, who don't take it seriously, you know, just just wait a little while after that economic collapse, after the social unrest happens, and then you can turn on your Fox News and see what's going on uh, all across the streets of America and Chicago and all these other various big cities, and you're going to see what a bloodbath uh, it's going to be. And this is exactly what the New World Order wants. They want you know, blacks versus whites, Republicans versus Democrats, the Catholics versus the Protestants, the North versus the South, the white supremacists versus the Black Panthers. You know, they want brother versus brother. They want households torn apart. This is what they want. Traditionalists arguing amongst themselves and torn apart. 
That's all part of it, too. It's very unfortunate, but this is where we're at. This is proof that we are at the end of the line. The divine thread is about to snap, as prophecy says. And once it happens, folk, it, it's, it goes underground. Everything goes dark. But, mystically speaking, what is seen in the sky at dark? The full moon, Our Lady. As St. Anthony of Padua suggests, folks, we got to wrap it up. Get to tradcatnight.blogspot.com on a daily basis, and I will see you tomorrow for another great episode of Tradcat Night Live. Ave Maria. <laughs>